Captain Nico. Yes. That's right. <clears throat> Captain Nico is the, uh, the head of 3D concept systems. He is actually the, uh, he's the brainchild of, uh, a lot of different 3D printing things. The whole reason this project can move so fast is because we got introduced to Nico, who's been developing and working on boards and printers for like almost a decade now. This is his main focus in life, basically. The same way we love making supports, he loves making printers. Give me just a second here. We sure. are live now. <laughs> I can mute myself to everybody else. I think I think right, my fine. brother's downloading stuff right now, and I think I'm just... We've dropped, we've been, we've been live for a minute and I've dropped a hundred frames. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. So I, it'd be I, good download. Uh, it's upload. So I, I'm, I'm uploading it like five to 6,000 kilobits per second, but OBS is yelling at me that I'm dropping frames. We should be okay, but I, I, I yep. It's instantly better. <laughs> When Jonathan's not loading it's the network. It's amazing how that reason. works, isn't it? Huh? I said it's amazing how that works. Someone downloading just totally messes up the network. Yep. Who knows? Yeah. All right. I apologize I if there now. is any choppy video, guys. Uh, for some reason, we've been having this issue. Um, it looks like we're pretty stable, but I am dropping somewhere between... 5,000 and 7,000 kilobits per second, so we should be reasonably okay. As I guess, just don't move around too much. Oh, I'm wired <laughs> in, so... Oh, no, we're dropping frames again. What the hell is going on? Yeah, I'm dropping frames. Uh, let me... Hmm. Let me kill OBS. I'll, I, I'm gonna redo this stream. Give me just a second. Give cool, me just cool. a second. Oh, and someone just turned off their camera. That's going to be a pain. I think Will might have done that just for, for a second. Do you need to keep them open? Yeah, it, well, no, it reorients people. I, I should be able to do that on my side. Oh, yeah, he's back. He is back, but I now have to... Eh, I'll just change the names. Let's just Sorry about that. Names. You're good, man. I was afraid it was me, so I switched to my cell network. I have absolutely unrepaciously bad internet. Oh no no no! It's absolutely me. Something okay. we we've had an issue with packet drop recently, but I will deal with it another day. I it looks like we're a little bit more stable now. I don't know. Maybe we just have to let the internet warm up. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, like your mom said, just turn it off for a minute. Give it a break. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm not nice to the internet here. I'm not supposed to be nice. Um, but yeah, anyways, we're live. So, you know, this is how it goes sometimes. Uh, we've got John and Will here from Atlas 3D. And of course we have Justin. Sorry, Justin, it's not cool to have you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I get it. Um, everybody, let's go ahead and introduce yourselves. We'll start with John since you are directly next to me. Josh. So tell us who you are, where you're from and all the good stuff. Josh. It, it, it's cool. It's it's it Josh, Josh, but no, it, no. Hey, man, there's too many people with J name. Cool. Yeah, I'm I Josh. had it wrong on my screen. <laughs> I, I sent I sent you a quiet message. I was like, it's Josh. Um, Shit, yeah, sorry. So I, it's cool, man. I'm I'm Josh. Um, I'm the head of product and marketing at Atlas. Um, I've been in 3D printing since about 2017, tinkering around with my FDM machines, and now um, been been in resin for a while. 
Um, yeah, just really, really excited to chat with you guys here today. Awesome. Will? I'm Will. Uh, everybody knows me as Monkey. Uh, I've been doing supports now for a year in resin. Uh, I'm that crazy guy who, along with Janico uh, and Hades, we do the, the crazy supports over at Atlas. Uh, so if you have something that's absolutely insane and supported, chances are it's one of the three of us. <laughs> I bet that we've worked with you guys in the past. Like I've printed your work and had no idea, which is really cool. I am so, so we start these a little bit early so we all can get to know each other. And man, this is going to be a fun episode. (laughs) Uh, Justin, people know you a little bit, but you know, for for the new folks Um, watching. What's up? I'm Justin. I'm a high school student and work with Three Musketeers doing everything from setting up our time-lapse Raspberry Pi to editing them and CAD and anything in between. Wicked, man. You are our resident chameleon. Uh, And apparently I am told that I need to flip my video. Every now and then I'm told that I need to flip my video. There. Is that better for everybody? Am I better now? The, the the stunt double cats in the right side of things um for those that don't know me my name's grant i am the owner of 3d musketeers uh we we're a product development firm so we help you get your ideas out of your head and into your hands with full art to part rapid prototyping and product development that is now likely not going to be doing support on resin 3d printing anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do baby hey man if if, uh, if i could offload that to some really awesome people I am totally down to do that, and you guys are my kind of people. <laughs> hey, man, another day, another business development. That's what I say. Amen to that. <laughs> it, hey, it's a Saturday, so why not try to make some money, right? Yeah, exactly. Do it yeah. Cash. You know, pour a drink if you're not 17 on the call. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is Monday, so you should always be making deals, man. Every day is yeah. Monday. That's oh right, ABS God. always or ABC always be closing, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> <laughs> this is the man I work with who's like, yeah, every day's a Monday. Yeah, chill. It is chin, though, well. dude. I roll out of bed and I start chatting with you or Jane or somebody. It is every day is Monday for me. Dude, I, I know. It's so true. <laughs> it's so freaking true. Um, I, I so I got a question from the Peanut Gallery, which is my brother on youtube is that a kef speaker in your background or a kef speaker in your background in the windowsill there oh yeah i've got the kirk behind me that's a that's a well spotted like the krk or like oh it's a krk rocket okay it's krk rocket all right as we affectionately call it the kirk yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) is it captain (laughs) kirk though it's do you know what it's not the captain it's more like the lieutenant the captain's the big fuck off 12 inch one that my friend has and that i broke i am the captain now (laughs) (laughs) no it's good stuff man well spotted yeah well we're 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 audio geeks you know we we all have the nice mics and the good headsets you know rocket sandhauser not because they pay us because they should they don't but because it's damn good sound and well they're owned by a medical company now yeah shut up justin all right really Yes, they are, and it, it upsets me so much. <laughs> captain Nico, so I thought I was the captain. <laughs> I think he's right. That's fair. Yeah, you win. Yeah, you win. Hey, what's up? What's up, Nico? Yeah, uh, Nico's hanging out on, in the YouTube live chat. So if you guys want to go over there and monitor the chat too, you can. It's up to you. 
That's uh, super oh, cool. I have you guys on my phone. I can't actually. But <laughs> that's really fair, yeah. I'm not away from my phone or my computer, yeah. and I can't type. I can't do anything. I can just Will, look at the camera. Like, is your phone plugged in right now? Yes. Good. Because <laughs> you're gonna want that. You're, 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 oh yeah, yeah. No, I have that. learned this. I have learned this. I've had video calls with Josh where we're going and everything's great, and then all of a sudden the phone dies. It's like, oh no. For me. <laughs> yeah, like, I have to I have to cool the phone because the case keeps too much heat in the damn phone and it'll freaking overheat on me. And the first thing on, on the Google Pixel 3a XL that goes out is your cellular and Wi-Fi connection. Ah, they make an okay. active cooled phone now. Uh, yeah, I, 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 just, I use a little USB powered fan behind the phone to keep it cool. See, Justin, it I have to ask, though, what camera do you have? Like, you know, you're talking about you're being an audiophile. I'm a videophile. You are rocking a really awesome camera because, like, every time it clicks to you, it's like I'm watching Hollywood 4K. Yeah, it's like, so true, man. Hey, be careful. Lighting. He's underage, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just a Canon T2i, but with a 50 mil f1.8 lens, so I get the really blurry background. I did have a light that I 3D printed, but uh, one of the wires popped out of it, and I haven't resoldered it. This is why we can't have nice things, Justin. Yes. Well, it, it, I think it melted itself off because the LEDs got really hot, but yes. besides the point. The RGB but, betrayed you. But I, it's like, I'm almost positive this is only outputting, because I do it over USB. I think Ooh. it's only getting like 720p at best. Yeah, your your resolution's not that high, but you get that nice bokeh. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. it looks much better than a webcam with a little tiny pinhole sensor. It's yeah. yeah I use a, no, a, a Vixia canon vixia hfr 800 camcorder so yeah I, I can do the dumb things like zooming into god knows what for whatever stupid reason i want oh god uh, oh, yeah. oh, and, and god. it's optical and not digital zoom as uh, good as my camera gets just has a slide that just makes people <laughs> that, that's, i that's mean i can do that too but then it's gonna <laughs> warn me that my lens cap is covered oh yeah. man i need a better webcam you guys are making me feel uh insecure right here if you have an older ken camera and like Rebel T2 and 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 or Justin, higher. Justin, no one just one. has random DSLR sitting around. They're not using. They don't live uh, in yeah, LA. I have one for us. I have a D3. Can I use yeah. that to do streaming? Probably. It I depends. It depends. Like so, the Canon allowed for USB. Like due to COVID and stuff, they they implemented webcam mode pretty much, and it outputs it through the USB yep. because okay. no one could get webcams. Um, yeah. But if you if your camera can support clean HDMI and there's like different firmwares that could support it if you don't if it doesn't support it stock like magic lantern i think is one if yep. it's a canon yep and then you get one of the little ten dollar hdmi to usb dongles and that's what i use you're out yeah, to the quite, races have you guys ever done the um the like time lapsing of resin prints you know that the, no. the resin lapse <laughs> no because hilariously the time lapse camera that we use so that our time lapse printer is directly behind me i have a sony alpha 100 and for all of you that know cameras, that was made brand new in 2006. And I bought it brand new in 2006. Mm -hmm. It takes compact flash, not, no, not CFAS, compact flash. I that flash. runs at a oh blistering God. USB 1.1, maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, it, and it, you should see the cable we had to make for Oh it. yeah, the cable's really jank. Uh, it, it's, it, it's held together with bodge wires, but it works. But it can't integrate with resin lapse. Ah, uh, uh, okay, because it needs the special cable on the side. I can't remember what the connection is. But we're, like, um, it looks like a headphone jack almost. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so, video, the video out. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got one on this, and this is this is a really old. This is like a D10 Canon. Um, but yeah, sorry, quick quick plug because the resin lapse is awesome, and uh, you can buy it with our resin at the moment as well. So, oh, can you? Okay. Uh, you're gonna find you're gonna find moments where I'm just gonna plug this stuff in all the way. So don't, don't mind. Hey, man, we're, we're all about <laughs> shameless plugs. That's why this <laughs> podcast episode was brought to you by 3D Musketeers. If you are looking to get your head out of your hands, <laughs> out of your head and into your hands, a full art part wrap prototyping product development, you can reach us at 3D Musketeers. Links will be in the description down below. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> CTA all day, er day. <laughs> this is millennials. We know how to market things. We know how to market ourselves. We all understand that it's all broadcast all the time. Uh, my, my Instagram account is called Building My Personal Brand. And I started it as a joke because I thought I was being kind of ironic. And then later on, I became really aware that I was doing that. It was really, it's real bad. <laughs> And wait, Captain Nico is telling me that the Athena open source board will support resin laps on the board? Yes. Yes. That is something that uh, he has been working on. And not only that, the, the, the operating system will support it natively as well. So you should have a very clean experience. That's oh, shit. Awesome. So you don't have to deal with like it waiting for like the light flashes or anything. It'll be directly on the board. Yeah. Like how, Octo, like how Octolabs yeah. would do it more like. Exactly. Also, exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a shout out to Viper GTSR. Do you see your parts on the printer right there, buddy? <laughs> he ordered some parts. He's 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 a local guy. He's He's been a long time client, but he hangs out on our live streams. Yeah, you're, uh, your parts are on the printer right behind me. <laughs> They're done. They finished last night. I just got to nice. break them off the printer, but uh yeah it was funny i figured he was gonna hang out so i left the parts on there so he could see him on the machine but yeah that's cool i i definitely want to get into resin laps uh actually this wednesday assuming elegoo doesn't drop another bit of just like just big steamy dump uh, on chitu systems again by calling them out on twitter wednesday should be the photon mono x unboxing and review where i compare it directly to the elegoo saturn now i didn't do any prints on them because I don't have that kind of time. Uh, but I compared them, you know, physically next to each other. And I'm just sitting there saying, I really want a resin lap so bad. Because our standing set with, like, two resin printers running at the same... Oh, it would look so damn cool. It would be so cool. And, like, they're not... It's just a... Uh, it's a photoresistor, as far as I can tell, that then triggers mm -hmm. the camera. I don't think there's much to it. But it doesn't have to be all that crazy to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, well, and more, it, it yeah, does make about such better, like, media. Far better media. Oh, hell yes. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> everyone, it's really funny. From my perspective in the in the 3D printing, like, tabletop community, everyone who is printing is also, like, trying to get them likes and them shares by posting their gray plastic or posting timeline. Like, everybody who's involved is making media. So as the tools get better to make better media... I think that's actually going to accelerate the adoption of, of resin printing because more people posting awesome photos. I mean, that's why I bought a resin printer. Honestly, somebody posting these photos, I'm like, they, they, I need to get that. You don't get better quality than resin prints under a hundred grand, as far as I'm concerned. Also, yeah. guys, I don't know if you realize TikTok for 3D printing is quite a thing. I was like, really I not. I hadn't paid any attention to it. And as the marketing guy, I was really put to shame when I went in and I found people with like 
like hundreds of millions of views of having 3D printed things. I, know, I spoke to a it, few people and I was like, oh man, I'm we so need mad. to get into this. <laughs> we do work with the US government and that means we can't use TikTok. Now I'm trying to find a way around Are you this. Serious? I, I don't, I, I've told you the reason yeah, why. Yeah, I know Greg, you've told I don't me know. and they're, they're, they're clearly doing something. I don't know what it is. And Three letter I don't organizations. Have I, don't I just I don't want to have visits from three letter organizations. They're just not the They're type. Not of... to like... I mean, yeah, I, I won't fall down that rabbit hole. But there yeah. are lots of things that you can do with all of the social information that people put out on there in terms of just mapping behavior profiles. Oh, like yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like silk rainbow. I would have never touched silk rainbow colored filament had it not been for our time lapses. And this is, it's literally just a, here's the little baby version. It's, you know, you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. That's yeah, and all it is, it's just a, that's all it does. <laughs> the little one does the same damn thing. And this was our, what was this, Thursday's time lapse? Oh, that's, a, is that just like, awesome. it's like a fidget tool? It's, yeah, literally, yeah. this is the handheld one. This this is oh, their regular yeah. size one, but it 200%. <laughs> do you make them you can get like these these little cube things that have like a switch yeah. and some of this have it's like basically a what this is like, except yeah it's, yeah except it's fully 3d printed cute and i it, like that it even uses a little a little thing for the spring or you oh. know uh, yeah. when you pop out when the rod pops out but yeah yeah nonetheless. yeah that's um, a cool mechanism. Oh, it's an absolutely amazing mechanism. It blows my mind that someone said, this is something we should 3D print. And then actually makes it viable on any style of 3D printer, right? The reason I think he did it was because he's making a puzzle or something. And he wants a bunch of really satisfying clicks and whatnot. Oh, yeah, it. it's like... Is the reason he made it. It's Have you really seen that, that guy, um, he's a magician. He does a lot of stuff on YouTube and Facebook, and he does um, these unboxings of uh, puzzle boxes. I know, I, know, I know who you're talking about. I know exactly Chris who you're Ramsey. talking about. I don't know his channel, but I know who you're Chris Ramsey. About. Chris Ramsey, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he does all of these boxes, and some of these boxes are like, I kid you not, he had a box that was like 60 grand. Yeah. It's like they're really complicated, crazy designs, but someone 3D printed one of the boxes and start started selling like a replica of the design that was 3D printed. Obviously, it was breaking some rules and got C and D'd, but it's something that's been in my head for a long time. Like, wow, it'd be really cool to create really complicated puzzle boxes or this sort of stuff that's 3D mm -hmm. printed. It Maker's News has a really cool video. And he designed and he has either the files are a couple bucks or they're on i think they might be on his gum road i think is what they're on Ooh, gum oh, okay fancy that's cool yeah so i i'll find the link to the video and it's 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 pretty cool how he go like you because you could do so much more with 3d printing and have print in place parts or like geometries that you wouldn't resin. get and, and geometries you wouldn't get any other way so resin actually isn't so print in place physical parts and resin aren't always your best friend no fdm definitely resin uh... but that's why if you can do it it's pretty damn cool that's it why is. that's so what i should do is my test is design something that's that's like print in place with some weird support in it give it to you guys to support <laughs> see if there's like a way and I, I think i'm just gonna get back a picture of a middle finger as, as the file <laughs> yeah we 
we did some stuff for uh, Raging Heroes over Christmas uh-huh. that it wasn't print in place, but when you put it together, it was an Astrolab. And if you use the right kinds of resin, no ABS like resin, it had to be very, very brittle or very, very hard. Mm-hmm. The, and the gearing system and everything worked, and the Astrolab would actually spin. Um, but if you try to do that print in place, there's just no way. Um, yeah, yeah. There's some large models we've done print in place, and you can fuse the joints together. Or yeah. if you use like an ABS-like resin, you don't even have to fuse them. You just kind of slightly overexpose, and they'll okay. fuse it into place. This yeah. one here, actually, like the light isn't great. I'll Holy get a better light, shit. but this couldn't print unless we did some trickery to make bits of it kind of work. See, so yeah, I'll get a better light in a minute. If someone but... gave that to me to print for them, I would tell them no. <laughs> yeah, I would just well, say no. There's there's I'm... actually some really cool stuff that um, I was saying to Will the other day that really blows our mind and and it feeds it feeds back into the whole chitu thing as well right like before let's say like let's just roll back like 10 11 months in fact maybe a little bit less than that but we were all doing all of our work in chitu box and it took what it took and there were some models that had extremely extremely difficult problems to solve when all you could do was put sticks that went up and across um and will be able to tell you he he managed to work out a number of awesome glitches inside of chitu box that just flipped <laughs> our heads on what was possible and we were all in a space of about three or four months and it was, it was an incredible feeling to feel like and I say we are the universal we, but it was it was mostly Will, right? But we were we were doing this stuff with feeling like, oh, we're actually pushing this industry forward. It's in the same way that you know someone was using Photoshop back in the day and maybe worked, oh, I do this overlay with this overlay, and then I can do this cool effect, and suddenly, you know. And so that was happening. And then and then Lychee came along and we made this brave transition. And we all said to each other, well. Looks like the tool set of Lychee is better, but oh, I don't like the way I've got to hold shift to move around. And like, you know, they'd just be like, oh God, those uh, those little itches of having to learn a new software. Oh yeah, um, like we've been doing this whole uh, like back to basic series where I go and I try slicers for the first time. Yeah. I had never tried Lychee slicer or Lychee slicer before. I yeah. used Prusa slicer. I exported it as an STL file. I put it into Chitu, sliced it for the printer threw it into at the time was photon file validator because i was using i was uh, running original mars I printers i love that <laughs> now now it's uv tools yeah uh, and then i would print it and i saw legislature i'm like shit i've been missing nah. out <laughs> and like now now i am really trying to learn it because mm. we're gonna I, i'm putting together the pro versus uh free video yeah 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 because i think that's a really good video and like they were really cool they, they... question for pro versus free yeah. do you if you're an american do you buy one cup of coffee from starbucks a month no because if you do then lychee pro is worth it no, if you buy if you buy a soda a, a week from a gas station you buy something you buy some kind of three to five dollar Thing you don't actually don't need at me month? for my filament purchases okay yes <laughs> the filament it, it, it's the filament it, no, it's it, the it. filament and the cheap 3d printers that i find so i'm like oh this would make a really cool review video 
And oh, all of a sudden, of I now have an Ender 3, and I'm like, these are not as bad as I thought they were, and now I have a problem. All, all, all of us <laughs> buying really cheap 3D printers that were, like, less than $200. I think, it's, sincerely, it's, it's in the up. past three weeks, I've bought 15 kilos of filament. Uh, oh, my God. As, so, as no problem. Yeah. Yeah. I burned 16 kilos of resin in the last three days. It's insane, How man. many resin printers do you have? Running you have a picture. Have you have a picture, Will. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take yeah. us, take us to the farm. <laughs> I mean, like it's not even, it's not even insane. But those Saturns have such a, a good build. There are four Saturns there that I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, four, yeah. this is what's currently running. I have four Saturns and three Mars twos running. But then I have two Mars twos that I've got to fix. Three Sonic Mini four Ks that I've got to fix. An E packs that's got to get fixed a regular sonic mini that needs to get fixed so i have like 11 or 12 printers and if the whole farm is going i can churn out a lot of plastic i can't imagine yeah, the right. smell although i guess since you're uh, making your own resin you can control all that stuff isn't that bad it's the cleaners yeah. i gotta do all the cleaning um i'm lucky i'm in a hangar i'm in an apartment above a hangar so i do my cleaning in a 3,000 square foot hangar and it's fine. I have a big five-gallon bucket, and I just dip. I just dip he it. He is actually Area Fifty-One, by the way. Yeah, uh, that, that, I mean, that, that does make sense. You got I'm all these right. chemicals, and you know, <laughs> all these weird models. Yeah, that's that's not surprising. M M K Ultra, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, straight up. When people did that whole rush at, uh, at Area Fifty-One a couple of years back. It was a big old to do here in town. We sold T-shirts and shit. People were like, <laughs> oh, oh, no. The local pot shop—they made a big deal about it. Cash it in, Area Fifty One weed. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. um, they can't stop us all. Like Area Fifty One, raid them. They can't stop us all. I don't think. I don't think you're accurate. <laughs> yeah, like they can. They have 50 cows. They can, they can and they will. Absolutely stop you all. It ain't the 50s, <laughs> homie. It's the miniguns. Because miniguns go brr. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I was going to take you back to that thing. Yeah, so I was saying, sorry, about Chitty Box and, and at the time. So we were doing all this work and getting glitches. And then Lychee came along and we were a bit resistant to Lychee. We were like, oh, you know, don't know whether we really want to do this. But then the reality is um, there are just some things that you just couldn't print without Lychee. Mm -hmm. And that's us not just because we really like their software and we know their development team stuff. I mean, quite honestly, there are things you can do with Lychee Slicer that just weren't possible with Chitu. And it's made a variety of things that we are now doing or doing experiments with or like new models that we're creating, stuff that just couldn't happen before. <clears throat> and and going back to like what we were saying about the, the whole Chitty Box thing at the moment, that's what's so, I think, a bit weirdly stifling. Like if you say that you can only use this one software for 3D printing, what they're actually doing, excluding other market participants from buying a 3D printer, like, let's say you're an architect or you do any other variety of technical skills that you could be 3D printing models with, but you can't support them in shitty box. Technically, you go, oh, well, I can't do this now, can I? And I, I think that that's a really interesting and weird situation. Like, at the end of the day, Chitty Box could sell more printers if more people could print more things. That's the truth. It's not Chitty Box will sell more printers if more people use Chitty Box. It's Samsung. Samsung is the perfect analogy here. 
Samsung yeah. sells screens in RAM to everyone. Everybody, like for years, all of the smartphones, they all used Samsung AMOLED screens and Samsung RAM. And Samsung it works. Yeah. It works and it was and good. Samsung didn't beat everybody. <laughs> Samsung's like, we're going to sell our own stuff too, but we're going to have mostly fair rates. Now, I'm not, I don't, you know, I love, don't get me wrong, I, I love Samsung, but I know they've engaged in their fair share of corporate fuckery too. Who hasn't? And <laughs> that, like, you don't create barriers to people using your shit. You let them use it, and then it makes your input cost cheaper. Like, because more people are buying the products. No, 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 no. Economies of scale means you make more money. It's capitalism. It's not means you I can know, do it for less. <laughs> one is in Korea, one is in China. Maybe they just understand capitalism a little better in Korea. You know, I don't know. Possibly. Man, you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I believe that... It's not always about price. It comes down to having a product that works. And the thing that's pissed me off most about Chi2 is that like 1.9 does not work. It quite literally, when I was filming the video, wrecked. Well, it, it, I could not boot. It blue screened my computer and I was unable to boot. I had to load, I had to boot from a backup. In August, September, and October of last year, this is the three months before we switched over to Lightshoe, <clears throat> the two most expensive costs that we had to incur were Chi2Box crashes causing us to lose data yep. and teaching consumers. Like, you know, teaching consumers, like, how to resin 3D print, that's, a, that's basically just the cost that we know we have to do because that's part of the job. But losing so much money every day to software that would just randomly if crash. You, you know, if you like, put hey, two like, models on the plate and you swapped across to another one and tried to put a support on the other model and it would just go, nope, it's all gone. <laughs> like end top. I do that so many but times, I remember just see, getting, yeah. It, Justin's talking about end topology, a software that if you have to ask how much it costs every year, you can't afford it. <clears throat> and that to me is like completely not okay on a paid software, especially one that expensive. Yeah. But it's not okay when it gets worse every single oh, it, time. It gets, it gets better every yeah. time. With they, end topology, uh, they they get better. They listen. Like, it's really easy to get in contact with anyone pretty high up there if you use the software. And well, and one of our staff it, members happens to work full-time for them now. So This is end topology. I can't tell you who it is. On, I'll, I'll DM okay. it to you. Who tell it me is. later. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't okay. tell his name on stream. Like, for us, like, okay, so we left Chichu at 1.6.3. That's oh, when wow. we exited Chichu. And the thing is, is before that, nobody knew about cloning. I, it was a glitch I accidentally came across because I, I use a, a left, I use a G13 macro board. Nice. And as a consequence of that, nice. I use uh, control C and control V and control Z a lot as a macro. And in the old version of Chichu, if you were holding a support and you hit the undo button, it cloned it. It put it back, and nobody if you didn't let that. go. Yeah, yeah. That fundamentally altered how we did supports. Huh. When they went to one point six point five, from my perspective, they fucked up the cloning glitch, and I was salting about it. And Lychee came to us and said, "Look at this," because we had tried Lychee two, and it didn't really work for us. It was fine, but it just didn't do what we needed it to do. Especially because I could at that point I was able to clone in Chichu. And they came back and they showed us a new way to do cloning in their software. And we switched that day. Like, 
when a developer comes to you and A speaks your language, like and B says, Well they're, they're French and Flemish, so I, I don't know if it was the right language, but it was a language. No, 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 they're Belgian too. Like and, and, and yes, the thing is, is that uh, uh, oh, sorry. Um, they, they, we tried for months to reach out to Chichu Box. I spent. You can go back and look in 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 September, October, you know, and in the months before that in their Chichu Box Facebook forums. Uh -huh. Months trying to get their attention, saying, "Can you fix this? Can you do that? Like, guys, please help us help you." And we get nothing in response. Yeah. Lychee, you know, before they even knew us, when we were just, you know, two ships passing in the dark, they were almost instantaneous communication. They understood that, like, we need to be responsive to the community, not in terms of, like, months, but in terms of days. And they've been that way from with us, especially, and with everybody. They're just so darn responsive. And that's why we made the switch. I, um, yeah. Literally, I had some issues in that first video, we actually ended up cutting them out because I went to their Discord and like, instant, instant. And one of them was a fun little issue that no one had seen before and they patched it, like overnight patched yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that. We've like, seen that Julian, mm. it's Julian. He's, a, he's their lead dev and he's a freaking genius. He's a wizard, he actually, man. Him and Nico have been working together for years. That's part of what, again, is like making the whole Athena thing possible is this this tight series of relationships where, where you know, Mango, Atlas, Concept CD, and PK Electronics, they're, you know, they're like five or six of us who are at these different companies. And, and you know, we're actually fairly new to this group, but these other three, they've been working together for years now. They know each other, they trust each other, they've been working on this project to bring an alternative to market for years and and for us we feel really lucky to have met them you know when yeah, we first like, met lightspeed and dude, really same. started working with them in january i was like i want a printer i want a printer like we want an atlas printer we want non-chichu boards we want to make this happen and they were busy and we were busy and we were trying to launch our resin and off the success of this resin we we're like we can really do this now and then chichu's like we're gonna lock down the boards. Yeah, it's like as soon as <clears throat> as soon as this thing, and you know what? Like, part yeah. of me respects the hell out of Chitu for playing this long con, because like you can't hate the player, right? Every <laughs> if companies no, didn't want this to happen, they should have made their own boards. But Chitu said, "Yeah, we'll give it to you for free," and they're like, "Suckers." <laughs> well, it's, that, that's like any software. Like, you get free student licenses, you get fluent in it. They want you to then. But once you're, once you're not stuck. a student anymore well, see, and you're in, in that industry or whatever. The difference yeah. is that they promised, I don't know if they Adobe promised. Adobe Suite every month, please. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. yeah. I get it for free school. Yeah. For, <laughs> you're going to hate when you graduate. How do we keep you in school? How do we just perpetually make you a student to student get that loan debt. That's how you forever. do it. <laughs> yeah. You, you make like, him so poor he can't afford basic life things. He just keeps taking loans. Yeah, I think that's at least he's works. got Photoshop's magic little select button that changed my life, man. Chichu <laughs> <laughs> Box, I mean, there's nothing wrong with making money. They have made some serious Agreed. advancements in FPGAs and, and in board development. There's no getting around that. And they should be allowed to make money off of that. But that doesn't mean you stop third party slicers. 
if you want to say, hey, you can't, you know, Creality or some other manufacturer, you can't take our FPGA design and just go make boards. You know, you got to pay a license for that. That would make sense. But saying, oh, hey, Cure or anybody who wants to use any kind of software on our boards, not making the boards, just using software, you have to pay us a license. That doesn't make any sense. That's like Microsoft doesn't charge people to 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 make software documents. Window. You have to follow certain guidelines. Right. Yep. And, you know, there's not like you must pay a Windows license fee in order to to develop for Windows. You have to just jump through their hoops and then you're fine. This yeah. is this is this is not the same thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Th this is them taking their ball and going home because all of the sudden a competition exists exactly. and yeah. they're not able to compete. So they're saying, hey, you know what? Everyone uses our boards. Screw you, everybody else. We're Audi. Either use either use and pay for what we're doing or don't. We don't. Yeah. It, 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 it's the Comcast South Park episode. We're Ooh. so sorry. <laughs> Because and that's exactly what they're doing. They have and yes, they have every legal right to do this. There is no. It's anti-competitive. It's being a dick. I think in Europe. I think actually in Europe there is a certain amount of precedent that says that technically they they they're not allowed to do what they're doing. But Will the they way be that all the exactly, exactly the way that you can't really do anything. Yeah, the way these things intermingle companies. across international borders means ultimately you just get lots of frustrated and angry customers oh, rather yeah. than necessarily some sort of legal thing. And it leads to stuff like this, because again, for us, like we've been talking about wanting to do boards and printers for a while, but when Chichibox made the unforced error of saying, we're going to encrypt, it made it very easy for us to say, you know what? Yeah. Gather these people nope. up and say, hey guys, should we, should we just give this a shot, you know? That's what yeah. we wanted to do, and then I found out about you guys. I'm like, oh, somebody's been doing it already. Guess. Well, I mean, it's important to note, like, as with, I mean, this is always the case with open source. So much work gets done in the background, and people don't see it. Constantly yeah. in PK Electronics, these two guys have been working in the background, trying to get these alternatives off the ground, yep. and yeah. nobody wanted to pay attention. And, and for us, we feel very lucky to have met them to try and raise them up and say, look, look at these guys who know what they're doing. They're making an alternative. They're trying to make it in a way that's going to be good for the industry. That's not going to create just another locked in ecosystem. And, and that's why as soon as we met them, it was just like, cool, what can we do to help? How can we help bring this to market as quickly as possible? And, uh -huh. and for us... The safest, the safest, most open way to do that was to found, you know, is to try and found a, a nonprofit organization in the same way as in other technology sectors there are and you open did source nonprofits. Yeah, we're in the process of that right now. You know, that's what we are. We just uh, released the draft bylaws because I'm, I, I am radical. I'm, I'm really radical about honest communication, open transparency, and doing things as a community. And there's not a whole lot of frameworks on how to do this in the new era. No. Discord did not exist a few years ago. COVID has drove all of us online. We're engaging in brand new ways. I mean, Our community relationships are actually tighter than ever before. Yeah, so how do we navigate that? I, I've, I've never met Grant in person. We met during COVID and wow. I got a job. We, we met because of I'm trying to see how call. many staff members that I've met in person. Uh, no Atlas members are in the One. same state. No. None of us. We've never, never. met in person. One. Other One. than my brother, 
The, the Brad is the only other no two because Brad and David. That's it. Justin, I mean, I'm in Tampa, friends. Florida. Justin's in L.A. Our lead engineer lives in Oregon. <laughs> I'm in Florida. I think this is so inspiring, it's though. Awesome. It really, and <clears throat> you know, while many many other businesses were shrinking during the pandemic, um, ours like blew up. And we weren't, we weren't like the only ones, obviously. Yeah. There's lots of companies that have managed to do well, but in, in very specific sectors, another bunch of people we keep bumping into on discord. I don't know if you guys um, have seen so, but like the crypto industry and the DeFi community, they are huge on discord. It's, it's crazy. Some of the servers, I mean, I, I mean, well, that's banana NFTs that they were giving away for, for, for gas fees. There's over 10, <laughs> thousand people in that server yeah yeah like, and, I, and it's so it's so do you know it's like um they talk about discord as like the third place <clears throat> if one is the slack where we were all in these little silos doing work with teams and then the other one was like facebook or twitter or something where we were all out there kind of being friends but kind of branding ourselves and then gradually it became more and more of a you know like a sort of ad ad platform anyway discord is this weird middle realm where you can talk with people about work or you can play a game or you can be like sh sharing memes you can be doing everything and it all seems to fit seamlessly i, I mean they're even doing it in the school schools now too my my, my school's microsoft school so we, we do all the teams and whatnot but like Ooh, when you go and, are... when uh, you go yeah. and open up discord now it asks if if you want to import input your school email so your school can can do ah, uh, i didn't know that server. that's yeah I, I i don't know if it's on all discord i'm on canary so it should be i might it might have rolled out to me before is that um, a separate like uh, client of for Discord? No, it's, it's straight on the regular Discord. Discord Canary is their alpha build. Yeah, is ah, why. Justin, cool. Justin's a that. bit of a uh, masochist, so we, we just yeah, let man. it happen. It, we it have a company so policy. much better though. We don't <laughs> kink shame people, even if they want to use Macs. We don't kink shame them. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you right now, Windows if computer. You are, in printing, you are going to have a harder time. I'm sorry, it's not my fault. Don't get mad at me. I'll do my level best to help you. But if you're on a Mac, you will have more trouble because all of the tools are not made for you. I didn't make this decision. The, the market did. I'm sorry. True. Just get parallels. You'll be fine. I think it's the, up until now, the power of the Macs wasn't there. I the mean, M1 is great, though. It, yeah, and I think until trying. now, but then now nothing's optimized for ARM yet. <laughs> my my so, brother yeah. just put in the chat that our video editor's name is Andrew is the real masochist because he refuses to use dark mode. He only yes. uses light mode. And that's true. That's true. That's blasphemy. I, that's not masochism. That's just blasphemy. So it, th there's laws regarding like where you can have someone committed to a mental institution. I think they should add that on there as one of the prerequisites. Uses, uses light mode exclusively. Uses light mode exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Even at three in the morning. Love you, Andrew. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man, ever since I found dark mode for like facebook or for reddit or whatever i find it and i just never turn it oh, off it's it great it's like yeah, the, it's like come the on the iphone has an option to turn it off i'm like why would i ever turn well, it off why would i do this yeah. i live at night <laughs> um so i wanted to ask because um while we're still on the boards and stuff and i know that nico's in chat 
Do you want to maybe like run through some of the features that on the board that you're yeah, planning, please. Nico? I kind of would love if you just could list them out in text. Yeah, I really want to um, learn more about this board. And like, because that would make me want to get into resin. Like, because of all the cheat 2 stuff, like I didn't want to deal with it. Like even a year or two ago, like, like if I was going to get resin right now, I'd probably want to go and spend spend the money on like something like a form labs. Like if I had, yeah. get, I'm really kicking your ass out of here. You do not because... say that word on our live stream. Oh, sorry, the F word, the, the F, F word. So I don't get the F word. We're gonna get a, a glass of water, guys. We'll be back. In yeah, one you're second. good. If you guys don't have water, you're gonna probably want it. <laughs> even though it's a, even though it's a closed ecosystem, I feel like just they make it work compared to some of these, the what, ones that are out at the moment. What are you, Apple? It just works. Well, See, I, I would actually kind of push back on that because we we'll, we have somebody, some people, you know, there's a pilot that we've been doing for the last couple of months with a company, and I'm really sorry to be this way that I can't talk about because uh, we said we wouldn't say their name until the pilot was over. Um, and the uh, the painting company that we were working with, because uh, we, were, we were producing the models, supporting them, print testing them on our own print farms just to make sure everything would work, and then we would send them over to their farms. And... They couldn't print them. They just could not print them. Like it was constantly a problem. The, 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 the prints were failing. So we just said, guys, can you just, we'll, we'll buy you a Saturn. And we bought them a Saturn. And don't you know the print stopped failing? Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't dispute at all that the firmware software, you, you import something that doesn't have any supports on it. And it's auto support generation software, 70% yeah. lights. It does a, a pretty good job at not destroying the model. Yeah. And we've talked with some uh, some of our uh, our partners who do resin casting. So they actually use formwares and, and uh, like uh, 3D Magic software uh, to do entirely uh, yeah. uh, auto-supported so uh, models. But that software either costs twelve thousand dollars a year, yeah. or it actually the, the what it outputs is not consumer acceptable in today's market. Yeah. It will give you a model that will print but the consumer will not accept it at their level. Like they want to be able to modify things. They want to be able to scale things and yeah. firmware doesn't output modifiable I, support. I, I, I agree with that. And I think with like Lychee and like, if you guys end up having a printer that comes out or if there's a board that I could drop in to one of these printers that are out already, that's what you guys are developing. But I think that would be really like the best option because if i want something i want it to be completely open if i'm going to be getting something at this price range we don't want to or if i'm going to be sending the... yeah we don't want to be MakerBot. i know that you know atlas yeah. does not want to be that the and and mm. as uh, as the people who are kind of like the the founding ethics uh, of million dollar acquisition yeah. though yeah they got acquired for a little over 430 million dollars ah. I, I'm sorry, but you offer me 430 million. I will personally tell off every one of our customers. And, and, and Bree got like most of that, but trust me, if you ask Will that question, which I have asked him before, and again, we won't have to go into too much detail, but the ethics of why we are doing what we're doing, at the end of the day, life gets somewhat diminishing returns per, past a certain kind of amount of money that you can earn. And I think that you spend most of your time fucking working. So the idea that we, you could ever be in a position where someone wants to give you that much money, you probably think we're mad, but realistically, if I could live comfortably and still have the ability to create, innovate, 
and work with people in a way that I find fulfilling, I would probably do it right up to a point that might be a bit ridiculous to others. Now, let's be real. Let's be real. Easy to say this, but it is really something I believe in. As as having done a variety of things for more money that I did not enjoy, I've certainly I've certainly ingrained that in my head. And amen to that, man. Friggin' you know? amen. Can, 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 can we get an amen for doing things you love and not making as much money because it's absolutely worth it? It's okay. It's like, okay. It's okay. <laughs> I think it's more than okay. It is. It is the only sustainable way. I am a hardcore capitalist. I, I fundamentally believe in the power of markets for distributed decision making and for pricing of goods and services. But I do think that we have had a fundamental misunderstanding in terms of like the importance of money. And it is actually the ability to have the ability to create, the ability to express yourself in whatever medium you happen to want to do it, that actually that is what gives people true happiness. And we think that that money is what lets you have that creativity, but that's not that's not actually the case past a certain point. And so, yeah, a company could come to us and say, you guys have a great brand and, 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 and you've brought together all of these awesome people and we want to buy it. And the thing is, is that, hey, because of how we're structured, we can't make that call. You know, it's not it's, we're doing things in an open source manner in a variety of different partnerships. So that every single person would have to sign on. And that kind of huge nightmare is not the kind of thing that money normally wants to try and buy because it's too much of a pain. And as long as everybody is open and honest and we're, and we're pushing forward, I, I really believe that that'll work. I mean, and I think that, uh, you know, I, I look at what Concept 3D and PK Electronics have done with off their own back with no promise of anything other than they really are just passionate people who believe in this. I, I think that the future is organizations and, 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 and groupings of communities and, and that empower people like that. Say, cool, we're going to invest in those guys and let them do their thing. Yes, I know. <laughs> Rick Sanchez coming onto the screen. I'm sorry, Will. I am literally uh, yeah, right, he, right, he knows right. I'm with him. I just, I just. Until, until we get the Porsche, the, the portal to other dimensions, and, and uh, I'll be honest, I might be up for playing some games then. Just dude, look, just talk to Elon Musk. Uh, you know, if we need to get you over to the United States, Justin has a guy I, to hey, get you shipped over here. It's fine. Jerry, Jerry has the guy to ship some way happen to watch this. We want a 3D print on the moon, baby. Go ahead and let, let's get some Atlas printers. We, 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 you guys don't know what we're, we're planning, do you? I'm dead serious. I want to 3D print solar panels on the dark side of the moon. The amount of minerals that are there, dude, it's the future. We're, we're, so, yeah. a, a, we know a guy. We actually know a guy to do this. Uh, uh, Jim, Jim Green, we, NASA's yeah. chief scientist. We, yeah, we want to 3D print on the moon, man. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm fucking crazy, I know. But solar panels <laughs> on the moon, man. If you think about like the lift cost, what do we need in space in like, you know, at, 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 at low Earth orbit? We need more solar panels, but the, the weight to get that shit off the ground, way too high. What does the moon have a fuck ton of? Silica. What yep. is weight? What weighs oh, a whole Look, just black. hold on to your GameStop. Hold on to your Dogecoin. We're going to the moon, boys. It's fine. Just oh, hold on. Buy Atlas coin. <laughs> That's right. Are you guys doing a crypto coin? They are. I'm not oh. gonna say you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's the yeah. attitude. 
I mean, I was actually ICO ICO purchasing doing weird shit with crypto right now. So we are officially not not doing a crypto. Ark, Ark in your Discord is saying, "Don't make Orwell wet his pants." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, um, I, I was uh, I was talking to to Will about this last night. I was like, "Hey, we should talk about this, but we should do it in a way that's like, you know, let's." There's an awful lot of ways that these things can fit together. And it's clearly becoming an incredibly valuable technology for humanity. But we're still in this lovely, like, upswing. We're almost out of the, you know, the old trough of despair. And everyone's starting to come out now and realize what it's useful for. Um, I don't know if you guys know there's, um, or if you guys follow, in, in, um, in Europe, obviously, we have loads of football or, or what you guys call soccer. And um, <clears throat> there was the, like, basically the greatest of all time, a guy called Lionel Messi was recently transferred from Barcelona to PSG. But part of his contract is to pay him in PSG coins. <laughs> and and, and P- this whole thing is part of a movement. If you, if you move slightly away from cryptocurrency and you look at tokenized economies and essentially how communities can engage with each other with tokens that give them choices over decision that give them value and give them like overall ownership of structures that's the stuff that i I think we're gonna (laughs) what it's gonna do like straight up josh and i have been banging our heads on this whole idea of tokens it started in december at three in the fucking morning, he and I That's going where all back the good ideas start. hours over the math and how to make all of this work and feeling like we're batshit crazy because we're talking about stuff that doesn't even exist yet. And now here we are. We There's 21,000 tokens in circulation. Yeah. Like people are using them to buy resin labs, to buy tutorials, to buy models. So and you have a coin us. already? Yeah. Well, well what we, we have. Yeah. And they're changing the rules. We are not running a crypto yet. We just okay. have a token. Got it. Okay. What, what we have essentially is a system of, if you like, coupons or value that people can trade for things. And yeah. that has quite a lot of flexibility into the other realm, but only when it's entirely appropriate and has everyone kind of value in mind, if you know what I mean. What blockchain are you guys based on for your tokens? That's a really good question. We are, well, can, can we at least say the people that we're talking to? I don't think we need to talk I about- I don't think we can. Okay. Yeah, if you don't I'm think sorry. you can say it, we if, can't if we edit can't say this, it. so... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, can talk, we can talk more later, because I, I want to learn more about what you guys let's, are doing in the crypto Let's space. chat about it later, but what we can say is... Okay. I'll, I'll be happy to talk with you about it by idea. I just can't, I can't talk about it in public. Yeah. yeah, all we'll say is they have a cool blockchain and we're discovering the best ways to work with it. And so it's, yeah, it's so, been a really so, cool period. It, it's a very fertile ground at the moment. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's so much cool tech going out right now. It's I, I, amazing. I do want to mention, because Captain Nico just put all the stuff in the chat. So I'm going to yeah, start yeah, reading yeah. what he said. Whether I Thank understand you, it or not is irrelevant. I'm we'll just go going to read it. So we're we're developing two boards at this time, the Athena Full Size and the Athena Lite. Athena Full Size is the fully featured board, three steppers for three Z-axis auto-leveling. You all are madmen. Three Z-motors for auto-leveling? All right, I can get down. The Lite board has less features, one stepper motor meant as a drop-in replacement for the Chi-2 boards. 
Some features are RPM PWM control of the fans, thank God. Multiple outputs, 5, 12, and 24 volt. Multiple end stop and thermistor inputs running on Raspberry Pi CM4. Justin asked if they if they both use CM4, and the response of the video yes. interposer yes. board. It was, it was after. Oh, okay. Which well, I sent can be customized to run quick. any LCD, Wi-Fi, gigabit, Ethernet, EMMC support for up to 8K LCD. That's right. Yeah, I have a question. Will God. your printer possibly, like, I don't know, like, how far along in design processes, but, like, something that I really enjoyed, there's a whole Twitter thread on it. I'll, I'll find it and send it to you guys about you. what the Prusa SL1S mm -hmm. uh, and how they had the light guide. And that's on something that a lot of the Chi2 and Elegoo, whatever, printers don't have that. And so people were wondering on the new Elegoo Jupiter, how are they going to handle the 6K? Because shining a big light at a 6K screen is not going to work. You really need the light guide. And Prusa has whole write-up and open source, obviously, about, about how that technology would work. So that would be something I'd be interested in seeing on the on the Atlas printer that. Just before you answer, Will, one thing I just want to clarify as we talk about it is it, it's not like so much the Atlas printer in that currently it's a project with a variety yeah. of people and how it's going yeah. to come out. But one thing we, we're really afraid of because like we're out here talking about it is people to not realize that there's a whole team behind it. Yeah. So, so yeah, sorry, go, go on, Will, and, and, and answer that, mate. So, uh, with regards to printer design, um, I would say that right now we're, the, you know, the team is overall more focused on the boards because okay. we feel like that's the most important thing. We have some 100%. some mock-ups that we are... I, I, I live by the axiom of under-promise and over-deliver. So Amen. we have some... Um, you know, Straight up, it's not possible in today's world right now with COVID and shipping and things for us to put out a fully featured printer this year. It's just okay. not possible. We couldn't... Even if we had all of the money... We just couldn't get it across the water fast yeah, enough. Yeah, that's true. It's true. So, what we have focused mostly on is is, and by we I mean uh, Captain Nico and uh, PK Electronics and um, Mango, is on the boards and the software. We have some, I would say, uh, what do they call? You know the uh, the bare bones CPU kits. I've been building my own computers like since the early nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, not like a nut. More like uh, you can buy like a, a, a CPU that's bare bones. It has just the motherboard, the, the, the fans. Oh, oh the okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are going to look at having a proof of concept bare bones printer that we can drop the Athena boards in, you know, very quickly to show, hey, guys, look, here it is working in a printer so that you can, you know, know that it actually works. So it's worth you. You know, if you want to get an alternative replacement for your existing printers or you want to try one of these, um, you know, first entry kind of alpha printers from us, that's something that we're looking at trying to do. But in terms of uh, a flagship printer, that's something that we're going to be taking a little bit more deliberative, longer term approach on, something we'll be looking at for 2022, 2023, just so that you yeah, can have everything that you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then honestly, Nico has got some crazy shit that he has developed and shown us um, that's just not in any other printer. And some of that is going to require some 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 differences in the printer design. Three Z axes for auto leveling. Yeah, nobody else does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so and the beautiful thing is, is he actually has uh, he sent us some photos of the development printer he has that's using that, and it's fucking dead sexy. 
it was one of the first things I you... saw. Nico, if you would like us to, by all means, you can post like a link or something down there. I'll leave that here at his discretion. He can't. He'll have to. For some Send reason, it on Discord. YouTube doesn't. Yeah. Uh, okay, have him cool. post it, it in your Discord, and then I can post it. Uh, if you send something chat. to us, Nico, we can we can link it through. Yeah, and then I also, think... yeah, yeah, I'll find it here. Don't worry, hang on a sec. This kind of stuff is amazing to me, and it's it's hilarious because we went right into the boards. We didn't even talk about the history of Atlas 3D, how you guys got started. Because you guys, are, we are all very much like a hamster that just did a line of cocaine and is ready <laughs> to go. I want to know about your history because I know there are people here that know your history, but like, I don't know a lot of your history. There's a Kickstarter involved in here. And sometimes the 3d printing industry ain't too happy about the Kickstarter. Campaigns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. We've seen a lot of, uh, sort of gun and run kind of things over the years. I mean, There's look been... at what's going on right now. Any cubic and Elegoo are both doing Kickstarters right now. Any yeah. cubic for their DLP, uh, photon, Photon Ultra? The Ultra Photon, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, And yeah. Uh, the now, the Jupiter from Elegoo. They're both going to Kickstarter. I predict right now, I'm going to tell you, like, don't get me wrong. I love Elegoo. I own every one of my printers that's in my farm right now. They're all Elegoo machines. I, I sing lots of praises of Elegoo, but I'm going to say right now, unless they have a whole lot of $600 units, and I'm pretty sure they don't. Probably 100 I would I, guess. I, I would be surprised if they had even that many. 50, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they didn't include shipping either. They're like, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah what's a printer that large going to cost? 200 bucks to ship it? At least. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to pay 33% of the value of your it, unless, unless they're doing the subsidized, really super cheap AliExpress type shipping and going to do it on a slow boat. These but. are crates, right? Oh, the no. is about as big as you can get. Even slow boats, yeah, it will still yeah. cost yeah. a chunk. Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah. U.S. coast, and it is not cheap to move across the United States. I mean, just put it to that because we've been doing the math on moving resin, and resin is way easier to move than machines. <laughs> Big box machines, exactly. So it's they have they. <clears throat> I think it's very telling that they're not talking about friendly shipping to your local country, and that they're sort of talking about inclusive. Uh, sorry, shipping not included. A lot of people oh, will get the sticker and they're going to charge it after the fact 100%. They're going to do yeah. uh, Kickstarter. Uh, exactly, kit, exactly. And they're going to charge shipping afterward. Because they don't have the everyone. machine done yet. And, oh, and I'm yeah. the same way. I've got two, four, five, six, seven, eight Marses. And mind yeah. you, only six and a half of them are functional. Uh, two Saturns, technically. And I now I just got the Photon Mono X. I got it for five hundred and thirty dollars on Prime Day, yeah, like yeah. an extra thirty bucks for an extra fifty millimeters in the Z. Yeah, okay, I'll pay that. Um, and I just got the big washing cure. Although my original AnyCubic washing cure is back there and it's broken. I see. Huh. The board the board shot. It it does not uh, take inputs anymore from its from its stupid capacitive thing. We're gonna do a video where we convert it over to running on on an Arduino because I still want it. And I'm going to use alcohol. Can you please make it Wi-Fi control? I want board for my five-gallon bucket. Huh? Like, I want to make a wa I want to make a five-gallon wash and cure. Well, not cure, just wash. I want to, I want to, I need to get a magnet, something that can spin a magnet. Yeah, yeah, the a five-gallon bucket. 
Yeah. Well, you could just make a motor. You should use a magnetic stir bar instead of one yeah. of those. Because yeah, they, they yeah. use the. And I've got the big any cubic washing cure plus. It's outside. Oh, it's outside because it's still on set with the photon. Because yeah. uh, I had all I, that stuff together. Because like, part of buying any cubic is you get that nice washing cure as well, and they're and the covers the same damn color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I was so glad about to see on the Jupiter as well as like on the frozen Sonic Mega AK doors i can't stand uh, yeah. the damn covers because i can't stack the machines <laughs> and they get so dirty as well if you got resin in your right. gloves and you take them on eventually they're just this horrible blurry mess well, I, even I, further I, yeah. price mate it's price that extra metal is expensive and yeah. everyone it's fair sensitive. it's fair and like i i get it but like there's part of me i've got a laser cutter there's part of me who wants to put the thing in there cut it out on the laser, put on some hinges, and make my own damn door, but... That's Do what it! I think... Who was it? One of the people on make, the Maker Call made one with doors that's and, like, a heater and stuff for his... Yeah, that, that makes blue sense. In the winter. Uh, yeah, yeah blue is... Garage. Blue's a tough material, and it's the stinkiest. I... I, yeah. I only turn so on VOC filters when we're running so blue. I agree. Huh? If, you I agree. With, if you haven't printed with Soraya Green, it is their most... It's not green. It comes out neon yellow, but it, oh. it is actually—it's a fantastic. If you mix it with a with a gray and you add just a little bit of white pigment, you can get some really really good greens out of it. But straight out of the bottle, it's like fucking neon, and huh. it has a very distinct smell. And no one uh, but very strong. <clears throat> one thing that that popped to my mind there is you've got all these printers in the back and you were saying you've got a, a fair collection of the of the resin as well is <clears throat> do you just just more a, a general question about your business um and the, do you end up doing a lot of print jobs that are like medium to small runs or small to medium runs or is it like design me this object or whatever the reason i ask um as like a follow-on to that is um one thing we've noticed is that for all the will in the world, all of the material costs, all of the machines, all of the detail, and um, the main thing and cost is always the cleanup time and the preparation it's and putting time. it. Together. It's that stuff that that really screws it. And we've yeah. been looking, we've been looking for ways of like, how do you how do you solve that problem? Much like logistics, how much stuff can you fit on a pallet? Like, how quickly can you process and do things? Well, Just interested to know how how you guys. Um, tackle that stuff captain nico was talking about it in the chat that we really do need to have a fully automated system justin suggested a robot arm and then i'm gonna say the two of them can pay for it uh <laughs> because i would love to have a kuka arm to do all that shit for me but it's not gonna happen or mark want to sponsor this <laughs> <laughs> it's all manual so we do short runs for people particularly like i've got a jewelry client so this is some parts for them um yep. print it uh, on the yeah. mars this is for my my, my mars because uh, nobody orders white, and until I run out of white, I'm just going to keep using the Mars. I'm at a point where I've got enough Marses still in boxes that when their screens die, I'm not fixing them. I'm going to give them to local staff members that want them. Or if Justin wants to pay me to ship one out to him, I'll ship it out. I don't care. Because it's uh, not, it's not, it literally, they're $200 printers. It is not worth my time to fix it to put a $50 screen into the new monos, but. I've got four of the LCD screens that I paid 20 bucks each for. It's not worth my time to put it in. But yeah, it, the yeah. support removal is the big deal. So I actually tell people, I will charge you less if you take off the support yourself. Seriously, though, donate them to your local high school. Yeah. 
Uh, I would I would take him to a makerspace first, like a local makerspace. Um, Get him when they're young. So the reason I would do that is one, I've got a local makerspace that is in economic distressed area. We'll say it is the Amrock Fab Lab in uh, Tampa, Florida. The average household income within a one mile radius of their uh, of their makerspace is seventeen thousand U.S. dollars a year. Household income. So yeah, a good place to be able I'm to drive it around. Them. And That's let cool. them That's use cool. it before I give it to a high school. And they're going to understand the precautions to take. I don't have my editor with me, but resin is toxic. Normally there'd be a, you know, big red thing that comes up there. Uh, yeah. Schools don't get this. And when a kid gets hurt, now it's my fault. Yeah, that's fair. That's and fair. what does America love? Lawsuits. <laughs> Lawsuits. Yeah, Freedom. And lawsuits, but right? Yeah. When, <laughs> the freedom to be sued. Exactly. I, when, when the prints are done... Go ahead. I was going to say, in the 1980s, like 1988 to 1992, it became apparent that there was a new set of skills that if you were going to succeed in the modern economy, you needed to acquire. Namely, basic computer skills. You needed to learn how to type. You needed to know how to navigate a, a, a general user interface. You needed yep. to know how to do DOS I fundamentally believe that 3D creative tools, whether they be making supports, learning how to sculpt, all of this, this is the new engineering class. It is the new, it's, a, it's an entirely new class of profession. Engineering and 202. Yeah, yeah. More or less, yeah. Like, I mean, what we do is structural engineering. You have to understand true. a lot that, I mean, I, I am not actually an engineer. I don't, I didn't go to school for engineering. I'm not I happen to Josh, are you an engineer? Not at all. No, there is not an engineer person. on this call. <laughs> well, Nico, Nico's in the in, in the chat. He's kind of here. True. He's an engineer. Oh well, okay. Well, he said he'll be back in a bit, so he's not here right now. So there is not uh -huh. one between the uh -huh. four of us. There is not an engineer uh, here. And but it, it will, as as Will said, it is going to become more and more important. I mean, we can get we can get super future gazing and say, well, you know. When we're all starting to live in VR and upload ourselves to heaven, that will be made up of 3D models. You How know? much will it cost you per month to get into heaven? Because I feel oh, like yeah. there's got to be a monthly transaction. There's got to be a monthly transaction. I don't know, man. I reckon I'm 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 a steady terabyte. You can probably put me into it. Compression, compression's going to be fine. You can get a lot in there. Five hundred percent compression ratio. <laughs> Seriously, for you guys, you're talking about it. The Age of M, E-M. Look that up and, and listen to that audiobook. It is exactly about that. It's about compression ratios, and, and it's a it's a hypothetical look at what would happen in a world where we were able to engage with our technology that deeply. Yeah, I think it's it's something that ties in. There's another really interesting. Um, phrase that i've heard said about the like the 3d thing but specifically with the 3d printing stuff is um it's low stakes engineering because it's like we're doing stuff like building these complicated bridges and bits and bobs and like in other environments this usually means if you build a bridge wrong and like you get a print fail people die because the bridge crashes it's kind of interesting in, in our situation where we get to make all these structures and apply these um these various principles like you know like 45 degree angles to hold things up and bracing and so on and so forth but it doesn't really matter it's just you know it is pretty interesting though 
but 3d printing can range from you're making these models for to to have for games or whatever or then you could have 3d prints that are going to space yeah they're like fully 3d printed rockets rocket labs rocket is fully 3d printed i i have i am new sort of to 3d printing in terms of like you know, years ago, I, I have followed 3D printing, but I didn't buy into FDM and things like that because it didn't it didn't make sense for my use cases at home. But I was following along. Where I see us going now with not just uh, SLA printing, but just additive manufacturing in general, it feels like we've hit uh, we've kind of gone out of the plateau and we're into another growth phase where biomedical 3D printing, printing houses, printing ships, printing cars, all kinds of things are going to become printable. And instead of having to centralize your manufacturing in low-wage nationality, like low-wage locations, manufacturing is going to move closer to everybody because, you know, you can have a, a makerspace should never, ever run out of money because a makerspace should be, should be an infinite factory. If you have a variety of different printers, you, you really can't make anything. And I am still a little idealistic about that, I guess. We, we very much want to start, you know, in 2022 and 2023, some of our plans include trying to start makerspaces where all we have, we're just going to throw 3D printers in the back and they'll run PODs and the POD keeps the lights on. And then we let the locals just come in and use it. And all you have to do is pay for your materials. As, as a long former makerspace director, I'm in. Yeah. I... Great. We should talk about that because I don't actually know how to set it up. Like I it's do. an ideal for me and we want to do it. But we have to find there's, part. There's that that would be really amazing to have makerspaces. I there there's a company that's starting to do pretty much 3D printing vending machines. Yes. And it's just, just literally a pod that you drop in it has five or six printers. I don't remember the exact numbering, and it's so you can have local manufacturing. Josh, you're you're muted. I think. <laughs> uh. uh thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why I Sorry, go on. But local manufacturing really will save on like transportation costs is most of your cost and most of your goods. Yeah, yeah. Like l- like an iPhone costs Apple a couple hundred dollars to make, and they charge you a thousand dollars. Most of it's p- part of its margin, but then a lot of it's taking the raw material from wherever they're mining the yeah the, the material or whatever yeah, and then that's getting shipped to the manufacturer. Then that's only manufacturing a single chip, for example. And that chip's getting sent to another factory to put it on the board. Then that the boards are getting sent to. There's so much semiconductors from Taiwan and yeah, everything that comes to the various points. Exactly, man. But if you can have that, local manufacturing down the street from you, there's yeah. another there's another trend that fits it in. I, I've spoken with a number of people about this. Is um, you know, we've had such an abundance of product over the last mm-hmm. forty years, like. We've been given basically everything we could ask for. And and, and whenever there's been even the beginnings of, a, of trickling of demand, this you know, stuff gets made. But now, so we've got this kind of era coming and you see it in lots of high-end department stores is a really good example of like, I don't want a product now. I want personalized products. I want products that are custom made. They're just for me. And that's the stuff that 3D print excels at. Because uh, I, I said it to my, my dad ages ago, oh, you know, what's 3D printing is no good for manufacturing, he said to me. I said, yeah, well, if you're making 10,000 of a unit, sure. 
But I was like, Dad, what happens if you want to give all your friends, again, in his context, what if you want to give them all a golf tee, like a hundred golf tees that all have your friends' names in them? It's going to take the same amount of time to make those hundred as it will to make them all the same with 3D printing. You can just go, cool, here, here's the variants. And that's where 3D printing and custom products becomes like kind of fitted with a variety of consumer behaviors. And then I was going to give you one example, which is um, it's so weird. It's completely different. But um, you can buy these kits for makeup now inside Harrods. Harrods is like the top department store in the UK. It's like the royalty used to shop. There, yes, right? it's very it's a very, very nice. Yeah. You can you can buy a plastic bag there, you know, um, so you can go in there and you can buy a device that measures the pH of your skin and the color of your skin. And then it mix mixes these like three or four different compounds together for your like ultimate foundation. And then it like mixes it together and says, right, this is designed for you, Claire. This is your foundation. And I've often thought that that's very indicative of what we're going to look for in products. Like, I don't want this couch. I want this couch with my butt groove in it. it like, this kind of idea is going to perpetuate a lot more. I've, and the people best placed to serve it are going to be people with 3D printers and, and maker shops. And, and I think generative design is really going to be what it comes down to. Because not, you're not going to be able to customize everything manually, but like, like one of the best examples I think is the prosthetics and they uh, all, almost all the time it's you get certain measurements and then the generative design handles the rest because you're not going to be able to go and model that every single time. You're going to need to have certain exactly. parameters that are adjustable either in a parametric software, but then that, that does limit you to X, Y, and Z. Mm. But with the like uh, generative design, you have a lot more and I kind of, that kind of adds on to what I wanted to say. To yeah, I was going to say, rolls AEs. into a question from the chat. Yeah. Hit it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and where AE asked about how do I measure like a 200 millimeter span of PLA to support 10 kilograms, for example, or uh, other, depending on what you need to do. Yes, you could do it and do destructive testing. You're going to go print it and then test it's more it. more fun ten, that way. For 10 kilograms. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's the basic engineering principle you're going to do do destructive testing once it breaks that's you know the limit um and then you get your factor of safety but you could always <laughs> what's safety <laughs> safety third um, but in in most of the cad suites like using 360 and topology the solid works even you're I such think... an entopology shill and you don't even get paid to say it <laughs> i no, no one gets paid to say it and everyone and everyone's a shill <laughs> <laughs> we are Prusa shields and we don't get paid to say that. I, I still haven't got the shirt yet, but like, that's really where I think doing like these analyses in your CAD, because you can apply whatever material you can say, yeah. this is an FDM print made with PLA, made with ABS. And you can also put yeah. in like the, the infill and do the structure tests on yep. in most of these, most yeah, of these like with the infill. analysis. Yeah. And see where something's going to break or where it's going to bend. Like there, there's so much testing that's that's available without um, having to actually make it. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. So you're saying that the environments that you can simulate that sort of stuff are getting better so that we won't have to do so much manufacture in the future. We'll just be able to like, this is what you need. Well, and I, was I literally like exactly that. as we're on the call, I got a message on Facebook of someone who has a broken part to a telescope. 
maybe they're watching. I told them to watch the live stream. Um, but they're like, yeah, can I bring you the part and get it copied? I'm like, sure. sure. You know, as long as yeah. we're not, well, can I pick it up today? No. No. <laughs> no, we can't do that. We're, we're not at Replicator stage just well, see, yet. But see, that this is the problem. The it comes down to an education level thing. They're completely right. We can 3D print it. Uh, but realistically, getting it done in a reasonable time frame, it's not possible. Yeah. That's the thing that's that we're so, okay. In the old way of thinking about doing these kinds of things, and with at least in resin now, we can do that. We can take an idea in at zero, you know, zero GMT. And by the end of the day, have sculpted, you know, concepted, sculpted, supported, and printed a model or a, or, or a prototype. That is, that is absolutely the, the thing that can happen. And there are so many people all over the world who have just enough free time to do one thing. Yep. Bang on. Yeah. I was going to show you this, right? So I, by the way, keep going, William. I'm just showing you here is then. So this is a, a test model I did last week with an architect. So I'm, maybe I'll show it a bit closer. But oh, this yeah. is basically nice. the this is a floor plan of an of an. Let's say I'm not allowed to talk too much about it because it's like he said don't. But basically, it's a, it's an expensive hospital that's been demoed, and architects traditionally have only ever been able to do 3D printing via FDM. This is actually if any of you ever played Counter Strike. This is a Counter-Strike map in first-person shooter, but like put into 3D. I found it on the Thingiverse, it's awesome. But um, so like they've only ever been doing it in FDM and they've been playing crazy numbers, like crazy numbers to get turnarounds on their designs. But again, slightly harking back to Lychee and like where things are at now, we're able to work in Lychee, slice this up, and again, with a, a couple of hours of 3D work, get to a stage where we can give architects really accurate models based on their work. Yep. And that stuff up till now, even three, four years ago, was almost like the realm of like, oh, no, we couldn't do that without spending 100 hours and this taking so much time and expense. And I think that's the thing that people are only through, I would say it's happened quicker in, in resin because like we're closer to the zeitgeist of everything getting so much cheaper, but it's been happening in FDM for years as well. It's like people are only really starting to grasp like, oh, you you can make that, can't you? It is useful. My it dad doesn't... is like this now. My, my dad is just getting to that point where he's like, mm. can you 3D print this? Like he, he, and my parents are just finally, because of all the videos, my parents religiously watch the videos. My father's probably watching the YouTube video or watching the YouTube stream. He'll comment every yeah. now and then. And he was actually on the podcast. If you want to meet my dad, uh, he was on the Father's Day special, which is a two hour roast fest back and forth of myself, my dad, and my identical twin brother. Um, nice. But, you know, he's getting to this point where he understands it well enough. He's like, you can make this, right? I'm like, yep. He said, I can buy it for $5. I said, then you go buy it for $5 because it's going to cost uh, way. I said, it's my cost is less than that. But retail, if we were to sell it to you, would be somewhere in the $20 to $22 range. Yeah, and he goes, exactly. why? And you go, because of the skill and the time. Oh, it's the yeah, time. The... $60 kind of thing. You want to go to Games Workshop, you're going to pay $30 to $60 for one month. Is that thing solid? This, yeah. No, no, I hollowed it. Oh, you hollowed um, it. Okay. Nice. This, this would this cost me... I think a dollar to print. 
you know, in, in resin, I'd have to go and check to be exactly certain, but basically a dollar. End yeah. user consumer. So, I mean, this this is from the Dark Gods Kickstarter. It's it's one of like 20-something models that came in that Kickstarter that cost like 20 bucks. So it's like a dollar a model, and then it costs me a dollar to print it. But I can print it as many times as I want. So if I print out five, it costs me maybe, we'll call it $10. I just say $10 total cost. But if I went to get five of these same model from GW or from any of the other resin cast physical product people, I'm looking at thirty to sixty dollars for each one. I would so charge more than that, but or, <laughs> like, I mean, so you think about this from like a game store perspective, because we're all gamers and nerds. We've all been to game stores over the last twenty years. You go in, they're full of things that aren't moving. Dusty shelves is lost money. I was a retail inventory manager for six years for a big box retailer. I'm so sorry. And if I had dust on my shelves, I was getting mad at people because that meant product wasn't moving. And if product isn't moving, you're losing money as a retailer. Yep. Now, game store owners are passionate. They love their passion. They love it. It's great. But most of them don't actually know how to run a business because they've got dusty shelves. I love my local game store. They're a board game cafe. Ah, they have over 1,500 board games. It's a husband and wife. And it's their personal board game collection that they turned into a business. The oh, wife, my record shows. <laughs> the wife is one of the most prominent female UI and UX developers in the world. And you'd never know it if you just walked up and talked to him. The husband is one of the greatest mini painters in the area that isn't paid by Blizzard. I know the best one he's paid by waffle? Blizzard. Huh? It's not Waffle, right? No. no. Uh, waffle. Yeah, Waffle is a uh, an oil mini painter. Uh, yeah. The what? Waffle, W-A-P-P-E-L. He does uh, yeah, no. high-level miniature painting. Yeah, no, it, it, it's not him, no. Okay, ah. no, no. <laughs> Curiosity. But yeah, so you were saying, they run that, and that's their store. But it's a different model, right, that? <clears throat> they go in, people maybe have a bite to eat, have a drink, and then they get access to all the games for like an hourly fee or something like this. I guess it's different for everywhere. That's what we have in the UK. I, I do have to give a shout out. I want to thank uh, Brett Tinus. Ooh, Tinius, maybe T I N I U S for the $5 super chat. Appreciate that. Helps us, uh, helps us go. The name of the painter, uh, I know his real name. I don't know what he goes by. His real name's Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's him. All right. <laughs> his real name's Dan. Well, thank you, Dan. I, look, these are the type of people that he said, oh, you want to come and meet my parents? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go meet your parents, cool. Yeah, his parents are in two coffee cans in their front display cabinet. Oh! His parents are dead. And that's the joke. The joke is that you can go meet his parents because they're in the front display cabinet. <laughs> like, that's the kind of business they run. But they've started doing minis, and we're going to be working with them because they do uh, every Tuesday. Yeah, every Tuesday is mini painting. Every Wednesday is... Uh, you know, actually play night where you can bring all your minis set up and play. It's five dollars a day to go play there. I don't know how they make money. I don't ask a lot of questions. Well, if I'm yes. gonna be so bold as to say that coming out of the era of product, services and experiences, I truly believe are the future of all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> on the side, um, I own another company called Plastic Alchemy, which is my name in the chat here actually. Um, and like it was set up to 
designed for 3D printing specifically. So it's like tabletop games, not necessarily so much like war games and stuff, but more like board games, which is my big passion. Um, but like the idea is like DLC for board games and also accessories for board games. Um, a really interesting example, um, there's a company called Asmodee, one of the largest publishers of board games in the world also fantasy flight games. Now, usually what happens when they sell you a box game, if you lose a part in that box or it's missing when it arrives, currently the retailer that sells it to you is responsible to give you that spare part, which means they actually have to crack open another box, take out one part, and then they have to sell usually like two to three more of the units before they're even back at break even just to solve that one customer's problem, which I think is just like atrocious. Um, but really what should be happening is the game stores should have 3D printers. They should print licensed accessories and swag and all sorts of downloadable content for board games. And they should be consistently upselling you on the games that you're already buying. And not just from a business perspective, I don't know about you, I want to play DLC for board games. I want to come in and get new stuff that adds to my game and all the rest of it. Yeah, but I it, mean, a game that does that is like Cards Against Humanity. A lot of card games like that, like yeah. they have expansion packs yeah, that you can yeah. start having different di di different stories that you end up... Experiences, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. But the, <clears throat> the idea there that you could go to a game store and rather than paying for your you know your reaper or your games workshop mini or something but you just pay to get your table and get unlimited paint and get a nice environment and get a, like a soda the nice environment's spend... the tough part <laughs> yeah that's that's like, very true they had to enact a code of conduct that included you know like you have to make oh. sure that you shower and you don't smell yeah i've heard well, such things yeah I, uh... I am the old man of the group. I'm almost 40. I've been married. My kid's just about graduated. My kid just graduated college. I tried to take my my, my then wife and, and daughter to a game store because I've been a gamer since the 90s. And, and when my daughter was old enough, I wanted to I wanted us to paint minis together. It was a thing I kind of dreamed about doing tabletop kind of dioramas and gaming together. And and my wife was super you know, bullish on the idea. She was very creative. And we got into the game store. And both my wife and daughter were so uncomfortable that we just we just had to leave. Um, yeah. One of the things I've been happy to see online though is that the gaming space is changing. It is not. It is not just. I mean, to be frank, it's not twenty-five-year-old neckbeards anymore. There is a much more diverse and broader audience. And and for us, like if you look at our rat girls that we had made, yes, they are sexy rat girls, but we're trying to do things more tastefully which we're, we're, we are we are very much focused on i hate using the word because it's such a buzzword but being more inclusive you know being more understanding no, you're right. a lot of views and perspectives my girlfriend is it's funny out of the two of us she's the cosplayer i've never cosplayed anything she's cosplayed tons of things she refuses to go back into the community because it is it's treacherous as a woman mm -hmm. in this industry and yeah, yeah. and it's hilarious we've been dating for four years now i think she has never integrated a 3d print into one of her into one of her cosplays and it's i still get on her for it all the time You're like, it, it has a purpose here and um... we, we have a resin that is actually going to be good for that our our more durable resin um is, is something that is actually was, was made with cosplay in mind and this might blow your mind 
there are resin companies in Europe right now applying for skin safe resin, 3D printable skin safe resin that after a, a standard post cure, it's freaking skin safe. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's that's ideal. Like when that hits the market, imagine being able to make a face mask that you can actually wear and not worry about having the uh, the resin chemical burn on your face. Yeah, it appears we... that Super Tank from your Discord wants something on a T-shirt, and I think it's tasteful, sexy rats. <laughs> or uh, we're trying to do things more tastefully. I don't know which one they wanted, but they want that on a T-shirt. We're trying to do things more tastefully. That sounds like something Super Tanky would want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I guess uh, uh, Captain Nico has been yelling at us in the comments to show off the board, and. Uh, I am seeing, yeah I sent you the pictures I am we got them things so in this way so like just to quickly point out I'm a, I, I have to, to quickly dash off to some family in a moment but and and will will be able to I'm sure talk to you about this a lot more but the three z axes there are a really beautiful and, and fascinating feature about the printer Justin can you um, show them off since I, yeah, I know you've got Justin that. has OBS yeah. virtual cam, so he can just change. He can get yeah, rid of me... his face. Nice, nice. If you, let me if open you have everything dash. down real quick. Huh? And then um, I think we can we can also talk about um, the force sensor a bit, Will, as well. Yeah. Um, oh, what was the thing I was going to say while, while you're getting that up? Um, no, pretty much. I'm really sorry. I have to to, to dash, guys. Oh, um, dude, we can but, do this another. We can we can continue another day. It, 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 it's honestly. Still, now I will say in two pleasure. weeks. Two weeks is Ooh. our one year, so I'm sorry. You're not. It's not happening in two weeks. I'm gonna yeah. have as many of the staff on that call as possible. It's gonna be a real Thanks. crazy one. I have a feeling they're gonna roast me, which I think would be hilarious. Can we do a roast? <laughs> you can do a roast. I don't care. You all are going to, well, you won't. Brad is going to shave my head at some point for a charity live stream. <laughs> Whenever my back is fixed, we're going, I, I've been growing out my hair since August of last year. And uh, as, as soon as my back is fixed, we're going to do a charity live stream and all the money is going to go to Make-A-Wish Foundation. That's, That's awesome. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. And I said, you know, and and so Brad on our staff, he's actually Make-A-Wish recipient. His episode is number 10 if you want to hear all about Brad and his wish. Um, and he's going to be the one that dies and shaves my head. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, I shaved my head mid-COVID because my hair got too long and I wasn't able to see a hairdresser. I have the that longest hair in the household now. My girlfriend's hair is like half the length of mine. And I, I, have... I just got my beard trimmer just <laughs> hacked into it because I didn't have anything else. I was like, this yep. is what I'm going to do. Yep. yep. Um, but anyway, guys, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to dash off. You're good. Um, really a real a real pleasure chatting with you and um yeah as a sales and business person i'm always like hey guys check out the resin yeah check hey, out you... our shopify store all of that stuff yeah please but... shout out anybody you want before you head out and yeah go for it yeah yeah basically just atlas3d.shopify is where we're doing late pledges on our resin and then will i would say make sure you show the guys the coin platform and stuff in a bit as well because uh yeah, yeah we've we was crazy, guys. In a two-week pe period, we spun up our own website in a way to give people coins in this resin, and it's uh, it's something we're we're really proud to be bringing to people right now. We think it's pretty cool. Shoot them the link for me since I'm on my phone and not on my computer. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, say, yeah. I don't think Will can do anything <laughs> right now. That's yeah, bad, that's Will, bad. you've been tagged a non-trivial amount of times in your own Discord. I'm just enjoying it. 
I'm sure that I have been. And people, like, and see, everyone is used to me having instantaneous mm -hmm. response, basically 16 to 20 hours a day. Like, you can measure my response time generally in minutes. And so I'm sure I have quite a few pings from people saying, like, why are you not responding? What is going <laughs> on? Where is my Orwell? I'm going to go with this. Others. They, they just, uh, I got sent some links, so I posted those in the YouTube comments as well. So people can check it out. But yeah, on Justin's screen right now. And Josh, you're going to be heading out, right? Yeah, I am. I'm just heading off now. Yeah, um, Ark says bets on how many of them aren't wearing pants. I, I, think we're, wearing I, I am wearing pants. It's fine. Josh, do we see you walk? Did you walk outside when you went and got water? Did you walk outside you the did, house? You did see me walk outside, yeah. Behind the window. <laughs> I am wearing shorts. I don't know if that counts. I'm wearing shorts. All right, guys, have a really wicked evening. No, it's, it's just the morning for you guys. You're fine. you got it's, plenty uh, of energy. It's 2.30 in the afternoon for me. It's like, what, 10.30 in the morning for Justin. 11. 30. 11 in the morning for Justin. And the same for Will. And the same for Will. Yeah. International business. Hey, man. <laughs> Indeed. All right, guys, take it easy. Thanks so much. Yeah. yeah see you. meeting you. All right, see everyone see in the chat as well. Bye. Yeah, Will, so, where are you located in the U.S.? Me? Yeah. I'm in Pahrump, Nevada. Okay. Which is about 45 minutes north-ish of Las Vegas. Okay. Not, I, uh, not too far from me then. A few hours. No, no. Hours. I mean, I'm kind of constantly in motion. Um, my, my family's a fairly uh, mobile family. So uh, during our Kickstarter, I actually moved twice. I moved up to Santa Cruz, California to help fix and sell a house. And then that house sold, so I moved back down to Pahrump. And then in the next like two or three months, I'll probably be moving up to Washington. Um, so for now, I'm out in Pahrump, and then Atlas is officially headquartered in uh, Nevada, and it will be uh, in perpetuity because of reasons. Lots of very good. There are many business-friendly laws, they will say, in the state of Nevada that make it advantageous to live and reside here. Yeah, I'm in Florida, so the direct opposite. Well, it's just as hot, but it's like you know the same percentage of heat. It is also uh ambient humidity yeah i lived in virginia for about five years so i've dealt with the whole air you can eat the yeah. chewy air yeah it's i know chewy. that i try to explain chewy air to people in the desert and they don't understand they're like what's chewy air i'm like it's air that you can feel when you breathe it's so humid you could just you can chew it oh, it's you know so the athena board that you guys were showing uh, yeah what is this thing talk to me about this so the the Athena board is actually three boards in one. It is a it's you know it's got your base motherboard and then a CM4 or a a, a Pi4 board that sits on top and then an interposer that controls the LCDs as as I understand it. Uh, Nico and PK Electronics are actually the engineers here. Um, I'm just a support monkey. Uh, <laughs> I put sticks on things and uh, I'm an anthropologist, so I understand human systems fairly well. Um, but, uh, literally why your name is support monkey on the discords. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I chose, I mean, historically, uh, if you were a good monkey, you were somebody who was a good servant. You served well, you made sure the people around you had everything that you needed. And I am a service oriented person. So for me, the, the name support monkey was intentionally taken. I'm the guy who you go to, to make sure things get fixed, whatever it happens to be. I dig it. That's what I'm going to call him. I'm going to, I'm going to tell that. I'm like, yeah, I'm just basically the support monkey for this company. Honestly. Yep. <laughs> Every company needs a good monkey. If you don't have a good monkey, your company will fall down. You we need have, a good monkey. We have a cat. Does that count? Yes. 
the okay. internet loves cats. If you don't have cats, you're not really playing well. She's our director of marketing and, and uh, HR. And if you don't believe me, go to our website. <laughs> Her so, stunt double standing uh, in today. Though. Yeah, the, the, the stunt doubles here. She's off working on a Saturday a, 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 as she does. So the stunt doubles here today. So the, the, the flagship Athena board is, is definitely going to be a more expensive board, but it's got lots of, of, of standout features. The main one being, you know, as you've noticed, the, 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 the three stepper motors to do automatic leveling, but also tilt printing. And, and that's something that it's an alternative way of, of, of getting at the tilt, because if you've got three independent stepper motors, you can actually have them move. You can tilt the damn bed. Exactly. And that's something that Nico is working on. And that's a unique innovation to him. He's also got some other things that are only possible because of that flagship board that has the extra thermistors and the extra basically input outputs. He can do things like, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I can talk about all of this, Nico. So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it's okay. He's working on this idea to, uh, to push up the FEP with a little puff of air. You know how sometimes with the resin printing, the FEP gets stuck to the uh, LCD and that can be problematic because it increases the amount of suction forces. Well, he's he said, got a go little. Ahead. I know you've already cool. started, but go ahead. <laughs> he's got the, you know, he's he's working on this design to to puff a little bit of air right up underneath the LC, or right up underneath the FEP to cause it to separate from the LCD to release those suction forces, so that you have a gentler pull on the model. And that combination of of tilting the bed as it peels up, Solves as well as elongation. Yes, yeah, it really it should help with that, and that's something that again, this is really where. For us, we just feel incredibly lucky to have met Nico because he's done so much work over the last six years that we just want to really show the world, like, look at what this guy's doing. It doesn't, it's not all happening over in Asia. There are amazing things that are happening and he's doing it all on open systems. You know, anybody can buy a pie board. And our, our goal with this is that the design that, that Concepts and PK are doing will be licensed by the OPA in, in an open framework that allows everybody to have access to it but also protects their innovations and allows them in a sustainable way to keep making 3d printers that is our whole goal and is to find a way to sustainably fund open development so that manufacturers can compete on implementation not lock in whenever people are competing on implementations and on features it's better for the consumer and it's yep. better for the market now mini mini Ocalypse <laughs> is asking us uh will it be able to be applied to the new DLP technology coming to the home market soon? Um, I don't know the answer to that question. That would be a Nico. I, I don't want to speak wrongly on that one. Yeah. I think I think that nano DLP is a, as a framework, it, it should. Now, I don't like understand the, the industry's the huge desire around DLP. I get that you don't have to replace screens, but have you ever tried to fix a nano DLP printer? Because you are a nano DLP projector. Because you don't, you don't fix it. I would say that it is an interesting idea, but projection televisions lost to flat screen televisions, and I would anticipate that the same thing is going to happen in this market. The only exception being uh, OLED hates UV. It does not. UV destroys OLED screens. Yeah. And the most advanced screens on the market with the highest contrast ratios, they're OLED. all moving towards that OLED thing. And so I laugh because the, the TV I, I in my living room is DLP because it hasn't OLED. died yet. Ah, it hasn't died yet. Yep. Now there are, you know, I was talking to you about 
the, the skin safe resins, there are also yeah. other resins that are being experimented with now that don't require UV light to cure. They'll cure in, in you know, they, the, the photo initiators that they're using are far more reactive. So just standard light, just a regular light source is actually enough to cause them to cure. That's problematic. And if, well, it depends. You can print they, faster, well, but, you know, you got to do it in a dark room. Yes. Well, so you'd have to do it in a dark room, but it might, basically, if you could get to non-UV, if you get photopolymers that didn't take UV, you might be able to start using the AMOLED screens. And if you could use the AMOLED screens, that might allow you to get some of the other technological advantages from that kind of screen process. You're starting to I talk don't about the, oh no, or the Olo Kickstarter again that use your phone as a, as a DLP printer. Basically, God. yeah. Like, what a disaster. I mean, what a disaster. Now, I think that MSLA is basic for at least the next two to three years. Like, that's where we're going to be. What I, I don't really know beyond that. I, I don't have enough data. Texas Instruments partnering with Anycubic, though, that I think is fascinating. I, I and, and agree. I think that, you know, I, if anybody from Texas Instruments is, is listening, Atlas would love to talk with you. I friended some of you on LinkedIn. I, I would really like to talk with you about, you know, doing some, some work with some American companies. To I, I, I want a North American printer so bad. I really, I mean, we've got the aluminum. I mean, no matter what, we're going to have to import some of the parts. But I would really love to see this done in North America. Like, this is where most of the market is anyways. Why are we importing everything if we can make it in Canada, in Mexico, and in the United States? Like, I, I just don't see why we can't. I, I think a lot of this is because people are, are just, it's like, oh, you want to manufacture, you should go to China. It's just, it's, it's yeah. like ingrained in us because it it is generally spoken to be the cheapest way, but... I, as a consumer, I don't necessarily know if I want the cheapest. I want the right. And that's why, like, yeah. I don't buy Creality printers because I don't want the cheapest. I want it to work, and that's why I buy Prusas. Now, of course, I still have problems with these every now and then, but they're more likely my fault than it is the printer's fault. Yeah. Now, when, when I bought sure. the resin printers, when I bought the Elegoo Marses, it was the Elegoo Mars any cubic photon or basically a form labs form two. And when I had sample parts made from form labs, I had them do a piece. It was eight inches. It was a part that you could not print in one, in one piece on any of these machines. Form labs was off in the Z axis by a hundred and forty thousandths of an inch. That's over a 10th of an inch. They were out by. And I did that same print on my Mars. Perfect. I was out by 40,000, and quite frankly, that was probably because of the resin that I used to glue the parts together. Mm -hmm. And it, there's uh, some other BS regarding Forum Labs, but like, I like their printers. I think their ecosystem, while you do pay a fair bit extra for it, it does work. And Preform to me is still the best slicing software for resin printing on the planet because it, 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 it really works. But seeing even with Le with Lychee's magic button, and I love that they named it their magic button. Clearly, one of them was looking at what Form Labs was doing because it's the same thing that Form Labs calls it. Or they they say magic wand. I think it's magic button in Lychee. It, it, it's very very similar. Clearly, they're poking fun at each other. Um, and to see how good it is on both the free and now the paid version is phenomenal to me. And to see that the industry. You guys were working on this Atlas, or on the uh, the Athena board, well before this BS with Chi2Box happened. 
You saw it coming. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I... How do I say it? Again, I'm an, I'm an anthropologist. So for me, I, I come at this very differently than most. In, and you wanted to know about Atlas's history. So in March so of 2020, in March 2020, I'm a high school biology teacher. I'm, it's our spring break. I'm freaking out about COVID. The rest of the world is not really even concerned yet. This is 2019. It's really hard to tell. I'm trying to remember the, the, of the timelines. But I'm on a break from school. And my sister and I go down to Vegas because I wanted to get us into Warhammer. I'm like, so let's go to Vegas. We'll go buy some armies. So we, we go down to a game store. And it was going to cost like $500 to get let's an army Let's go to Vegas and do her. Warhammer. And she's like. <laughs> the things nobody's ever yeah, said she's before. Yeah, like, this is dumb. Yeah. Let's, you know, she said, don't be dumb. Just buy a 3D printer. So I went online. I started looking up 3D printers. And I find the AnyCubit Photon. And I buy one. In So that's March. In April, I meet Joseph Brophy, whose name is Yesik online. And and in that month and in the next month, Artisan Guild and Titanforge start offering pre-supported models. Now, nobody else had done this before. Artisan Guild charges, I think they started with $10 a month extra for their pre-supported models. And Titanforge the next month comes out and says, fuck it, we're doing it for free, guys. And um, so... You know, at, at the time, Greg Korakawa's 3D Printing Pro was taking care of Artisan Guild. Yesik is taking care of Titanforge. I meet Yesik, and he and I team up, and I start taking care of Raging Heroes. And the three at the time, a year ago, you know, you know, it is like April, May, the top three Patreons are Artisan Guild, Titanforge, and Raging Heroes. And Greg takes care of Artisan Guild. Yesik takes care of Titanforge, and I take care of Raging Heroes. Yesik and I partner up and team up, and things kind of keep growing. We start working with cast and play. In May, June, we meet AVG, and Jane and Hades come and join our team. This is like July, August-ish. And now, you know, we're really starting to get going in July, August-ish. And so in August, we go into the September, October frame. And this is where we're breaking Chi2. We're, we're learning all kinds of new things. We haven't even officially named ourselves Atlas yet. At, in August, we're actually still just calling ourselves 3D Support Solutions or just like a random collection of guys who take care of supports. Um, September, October comes around and we meet Lychee. And we say, fuck it, we're switching to Lychee. This is better software. It really and then is better software. If you guys are out there and you haven't tried Lychee Slicer and you're you're like a Chi2 Box fanboy, just download it and give it a try. Just give it a try. There is a learning curve. You're, I yes. raged my first six hours. I raged. I will not lie. I fucking raged my first six hours because it was very different than what I used to. And I mean, I spend 12 to 16 hours a day, every day supporting models. So my muscle memory is very strong. So when I switched from Chi2 to Lychee, overcoming that muscle memory was difficult. But once you do get the flow for Lychee, it tripled our output. Like it's, and that's not hyperbole. It literally tripled our output. Well, geez, I mean, it, it it will take me on average. Now I can't slice in Chi two one point nine, but if I go back to one dot seven dot three, which was my last stable version from them, um, it'll take thirty minutes on average. And like my computer is not a slouch, but it's not amazing either. It's an overclocked forty seven seventy K and a ten eighty Ti. It was back then. 1.7.3 days, a 770, and not the 1080 Ti. 
Um, but now with lychee, I'm slicing in two minutes, three mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. If that, and then, you know, it goes into UV tools, which it was going to do anyways. Yeah, I, for those that are watching the stream right now, Justin is throwing some stuff on his on his uh, screen. It's amazing. And Justin, do you mind talking? Because, of course, we do have people that are audio only that if you are listening audio only, you have missed this live. We do these live every Saturday, hopefully at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm trying to make that a, a, a thing. And if you are watching us live on YouTube, leave a like. Helps the channel grow. And if you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Subscribe, baby. We're, we're, we we do some objectively subjectively objectively we do some cool shit here okay and I am taking time Justin is taking time Will is taking time on our busy Saturdays to hang out and talk we could be selling right now we could be you know we could be closing we should be ABC always be closing but no we're choosing to be here hanging out so I could be making these printable I would see I just want to I want to have that stuff to show off to people it's like this is what resin printing can do because all the damn stuff that we do, nobody lets us show off. Yes, Miniocalypse saying, click them damn buttons. I want you to hit the like button like it owes you money. <laughs> that is really cool, Will. Ah, yeah, those models go. are dope. How many pieces was now, that? That's Nico's printer right there. Was that? An, oh, I love that printer. Was that an alligator snapping turtle? Oh, this is from Dragon Trapper's Lodge. This is, uh, they released this uh, not last month, but the month before. It's a big snapping turtle. How and many I don't pieces have any is that? A lot. It, it, a lot. Now, Jeez. this comes off, and there's another one, and I don't have it with me. It's downstairs. But there's another shell that goes on that has a big fucking cabin that sits on top of it with, like, a, uh, a ballista. And, uh, you know, GTL, Dragon Trapper's Lodge, they've been with us from almost the beginning. They were one of our first uh, clients that we picked up. And uh, this whole resin thing, you know, so we told people we were going to release our own resin, and we were trying to be really, you know, we didn't want to be demanding. I'm, I'm very much on never being demanding. And we asked, hey, is anybody interested in maybe letting us put models with our, our resin? We'll, we'll pay you for the models. And everyone was like, sure, we'll do a single model. And and Austin from Dragon Trapper's Lodge is like, fuck it, we're going to do 30, man. Like, how about we do a release with you? And I would never have asked for that. But because DTL came to us and was like, let's do a release with you guys in your bag. We then were able to go to all of our other clients and say, well, look at what Dragon Trapper's Lodge is doing, guys. Do you want to do this too? Yeah, you you had that good case. Um, So Julian from Lychee is actually hanging out in there. He's saying, if you love Lychee Slicer, you will love Mango OS running the open source board we are talking about. Now, is it, is it going to run Mango OS or are you guys going to yeah. run your own custom OS? No, 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 Mango. So, I, I am, I am a, I am a loyalty and trust guy. Hey, yeah, I, hell yeah. When, when I, I mean, and, and this for me was an I situation. I met Lychee, uh, <laughs> and and had a conversation with them and told them what I needed, and they made it for me in an afternoon. And and just sent it to me and said, hey, will this work for you? And in that moment, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I could trust them with 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 my company. That that I could bet the farm on Lychee, and I have not regretted that not one day. Uh, and so for me, I would not, I would not push Atlas to invest in anything that didn't have Mango involved. We don't have shares in them. They don't have shares in us. We have no agreements or anything like that. I just fucking love those guys. Thomas and Julian have been excellent with us. And I, 
if you need to work with good partners, go to Lychee. You want ads for your for your uh, your three D printing? Go to Lychee. Their Lychee ads helped us a lot. They drove a lot of traffic for us. Like, I they, uh, really love them. They they did hook me up with a pro license. I have a one year pro license that they they hooked me up with as a as an influencer. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we only have like 1600 subscribers. Like I reached out to Elegoo to try to get the Jupiter and they're like, yeah, our minimum's 10,000 subs. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least, at least they answered back, but I've, I've always believed that in certain cases I will ask for review units because I believe there's value, but I want companies to find us and say, yeah, we like you. You're kind of weird. You talk way too damn much. You yell for reasons that we still don't understand. But we like your moxie. We'd like to help you out. And because and, that way I don't end up like pimping raid shadow legends, right? Because like yes, every freaking you, YouTuber does that or manscaped. But I think the team has agreed that we're going to say no to raid, but we'd say yes to manscaped. Manscaped is just hilarious. <laughs> You have to. It's a meme in and of itself. And Raid Shadow now, Legends is a meme in itself, right too. Oh, like, yeah, it's a, a crazy meme. Too. But I guess they pay kind of ridiculous CPM, yeah. so that's why, you know, mm -hmm. YouTubers do it. But, yeah, I I believe that forming, and I, I don't want to say partnerships because that's a very dirty word in business. Uh, uh, Captain Nico was claiming that he wanted to do a 3D printer makerspace franchise. I said, oh, that's the F word. We don't, we don't use that. Like, that would be really something really cool and would work actually really well. well i want a strategic alliance that's the way to do it where there isn't yeah. a lot of paperwork where we we, call, we actually call it the atlas alliance perfect yeah like i i would totally uh you know look at and say this is kind of like the people that i like and it's, it's the same way that we hire i justin was brought on literally to help me with a raspberry pi and not a week later i'm getting in trouble for mail fraud because of him and he's still on the team there's a story to this and it's hilarious it's it's he had a he had we're, we're a both, guy. We're both idiots he had a guy for shipping and uh that guy was making fake shipping labels and well in la if you have a couple of fake labels go through nobody cares in san antonio florida which yes there is such a thing they catch it yes and it's then hard. they called me. They're like, so, we've got a problem. I'm like, oh. All right, well, I'm going to start singing, and I don't care if snitches get stitches. I'm not going to federal prison. So, yeah, mail fraud is mail fraud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. and But, like, Justin has found himself editing videos. He does all the time lapses you see on our YouTube channel and social media. That's all Justin. Um, he's found being a junior engineer. He does a lot of Raspberry Pi work for us. And I brought him on because I just liked him right he, he certain people you can just kind of feel it and that's what matters to me more because ultimately if you don't know how to do something but you have that give a damn training you'll figure it out and like talking to will and especially talking to the lychee team y'all got the give a damn training and that is incredibly hard to find we have brian weber Weber, maybe Weber. I don't know. In the comments, asking where can where can these Atlas boards be bought? Ah, okay. So right now, uh, Josh sent you guys the Shopify link. Yes. So right now, those boards, the actual boards themselves, are not for sale. We are planning on having a sale for them in November. 
But what we need help from the audience on is raising the funds to finish the development. So on our Shopify, what we have right now is the OPA fund, which is $45, that will all of that money and every dime of it, including the transfer fees. So you donate $45, $45 is going to the development of the Athena board system. And then we have the prototype board and that will be a signed PCB, just the PCB, mind you. This is not with the, the Raspberry Pi and things on this. This is just a signed, it's a bit of commemorative history. Help make an open source board platform possible. That's 120. Is Those that like one of the old help. development boards that's not populated? So I can, so I can add no, no, to my unpopulated so printer that board collection? What we're going to do is just we're going to produce a shitload of them, and we'll have all of the logos, and then we'll have the two developers uh, sign their signatures, and then we'll have those uh, put it on there too that's so dope. that it'll, it'll be a piece of history. Like, so, so I can add to my unpopulated PCB collection for printer boards? Yeah, exactly. I have a duet. <laughs> Everybody likes to talk about how they want open source and they don't want things to be corporate. We need to create financial structures that are sustainable that can then fund these these people who are willing to do the work for free. Nico and PK Electronics have been working for years for free, spending their own money to bring everything up to the point where a group like us can come and say, let's call it fucking Athena and tell everybody about it. And what people Those don't understand is how so much, much work. They, they do not get it. Oh, well, you know, oh, yeah, you could just make it on a 3D printer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they don't, they, they do not get how much work some of the stuff takes. And as someone that's done development, that's worked, I mean, I, I have not taken a paycheck from 3D Musketeers ever. The only time I've ever taken money from the company is to repay myself from when I have to pay taxes on behalf of the company. That's the only time yeah. I take money from the company. They don't understand what it's like to work, and, and I would guess that uh, that Captain Nico has a day job, probably mm -hmm. does. So he's working 40 to 50 hours in a day job, coming home, working another 40 to 50 hours on this. Will, this is your full-time gig. Um, it was Josh's, it is still Josh's full-time gig, and you guys might be making a little bit of cash. You might not be. It is... No. Technically, I'm working an illegal amount of hours. Oh, God, if yes. I didn't, if I didn't, like, own the company, what I would be doing would be absolutely illegal under state and federal law. Oh, yeah. And that's the nice thing about it. It's kind of like, you know, having your own kids work for you. Mm -hmm. It's not... The line is gray. When you're the business yeah. owner, there is no line. You can work as much as you want. Um, and that that is both good and and rough oh god you guys have your own long live the opa that's supported in your discord i love that yes i love that um, I, I need an invite <laughs> brett packard is asking to purchase this toward any of the non-opa items help out with the opa at all or are the funds 100 yes. percent segregated one percent so the funds are 100 percent segregated and then we are donating one percent of all of our resin sales ongoing to the opa one one percent of every single bag of resin we sell, we will put into the OPA fund. I like that they're bags. They look cool. So what's the difference Thank between you. the Vulcan Standard, Release, Deluxe, and Hercules? What what's the differences there? Okay, so Vulcan Standard is one and a half kg of our Vulcan resin, and it comes with one Atlas coin. Okay. Vulcan Release, same resin, one and a half kg, comes with five coins. Vulcan Deluxe, same thing, except for it comes with 12 coins 
and then some special models that you can only get with Deluxe. Okay. And are the, the coins, can I exchange the coins for boards at some point? Value-wise? So, or yes. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, again, and this is like, the team loves to give me shit about this. I'm an anthropologist. I'm building, from my perspective, my vision on what we're building is a literal community. And communities need currency. The basis of all society is shared acceptance of a, of a currency. It's not language. It's actually currency. Currency comes and then language comes after. Atlas Coin is the beginning of that. So, yes, our, our okay. goal is that by 2022, 2023, you will be able to use Atlas Coins to buy models, paints, tutorials, printers, resins, anything and everything that has anything to do with 3D printing. If you want to commission an artist, you'll be able to go into the Atlas Coin Network. There will be Atlas employees and Atlas contractors who will work for Atlas Coin. We're working on finding retail partners and distributors who will accept Atlas Coins in their own stores and say, hey, we you have know, been you, considering wanna... something like this where we start accepting crypto, but I told that's all Justin and my brother. I look at crypto and NFTs. I'm like, it smells like tax evasion, but for some reason it's not. It is. No, it's legal tax evasion. What we're doing okay. right now, what my goals are with, with Atlas, we were going, we're going to put Atlas into a smart contract. And right now, no business has actually done that. And what will end up happening is, is that Atlas, for all of us as founders and as workers of Atlas, we will not receive wages. We will receive dividends from a dividends smart contract. Dividends are better. They're taxed differently. They are indeed. William, you know, let's please talk about this more. Justin, I, 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 I swear to God, if you start getting in heavy into NFT shit again. I, I, well, I, 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 I want to work with you guys and I want to connect you to some people who I know in that industry. Lots I know lots of web three developers. He actually and... does. He's 17, but the damn kid's a freaking networker. No, no. The guy who cracked <laughs> the, the the team who who uh liberated the Mars is an eighteen year old and a guy who's in his mid thirties. Yeah, I don't age get doesn't name, matter but... to me. I just no, think it's funny. It yeah. I, no I... mate uh Justin absolutely said like let's connect yeah. via Discord after this and we actually need I have some ideas and, and yeah. vision, but we need engineers and we need help building this shit. Yeah, the like, idea I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a developer, but I kind of, for in the crypto space, but at all, but I, I, I kind of know how to explain, like if you have an idea, kind of take that idea and kind of help be that translation. So mm -hmm. I'll, for sure, we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more about that. And Brian about the machines too, I want to, 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 work, to help out with that if I can. Brian Absolutely. Weber is asking regarding the resin bags if it's hard to pour the resin back in. I assume without a funnel, it's going to suck. But with a funnel, yeah, you it's need probably a funnel. fine. We're going to release funnels before November so that when people receive their bags, they'll have a printable STL that they can print out with their Vulcan resin and screw onto their bags. Mm -hmm. And then in the end state goal, honestly, I want to get us... We need uh, we needed to get the resin moving first and get ourselves established with Amazon because of the rules they have about how much shit you can put into Amazon MCF. Yep. But our goal is to have stainless steel containers that we sell at cost to everybody who buys a Vulcan bag from us. And this is, again, this is just for pure environmentalism. And for anybody who's listening, I am 95% confident that you are not properly disposing of your UV polymer resins and that you are sending out your your bottles back to your, your landfills and you haven't properly cured the inside, and that UV polymer resin is absolutely fucking toxic to aqueous environments. Hi, and, Florida here. <laughs> yeah. Everything is aqueous here. 
we have, and, and when I say we, I do literally mean everybody in the company. We, we talked about this when we decided if we wanted to do resin as a project. We do not want to be tobacco companies. We do not want to find out in 10 years that we, we, we brought products. Can I do into the safety people. videos? You should. Yeah, we, we, I mean, I love like, talking about resin. Because nobody <laughs> we, understands. We still need to make our t-shirts about resin is toxic. Yeah. Coming it, soon. Literally, Coming soon. seriously, Will, on our YouTube channel, go find any video where I'm talking about resin and it's in there a lot. Yep. I am very serious about it. People, and, and I agree with you, people will throw out their bottles without curing the bottles. Not mm -hmm. only do we cure our bottles, I cure the bottles with not just a 40 watt cob uh, UV light. I have UV lasers that I use Good to make man. sure everything is cured. Um, and and, and then, this is why we will with backs because you can rip it open. Yep. And then, and, and then just let it sit in your sunlight. And then you've actually cured, <laughs> you, you've actually cured things, you know, like Captain Nico saying, mm, Capri sun. <laughs> Ah, no. Can you please, can you please, like, Make as a, a joke, put a Capri Sun straw on it? That would be hilarious. No. Somebody, somebody would try and drink it, and then we'd be no, no. we actually had as a marketing picture, from... as a marketing picture. Oh. Never ship them with okay. that because people are no, morons. No. Don't do that. <laughs> people thought when we said models in the bag that there were actually models in the bag. It's like, no, 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 no. We're just gonna send you a digital coin. Come on, like. It's liquid resin. We're not putting physical models in liquid resin. Come on now. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, like even even our, our our wastewater, the our wastewater, the mean green and the alcohol, I put into gallon bags and I put it outside, and I leave it outside mm. for a week. Every couple of days, I mix it and I, I move it around, and then we filter it. One of the upsides to being in the desert is uh and, and using my five gallon bucket method is uh i just take the lid off the bucket and i put it out in the front yard and in about a week at the bottom i get about five or six inches of cured resin and because it desiccates all i do then is flip the bucket upside down bang it and then out pops a fucking resin brick and now my my bucket's nice and clean i fill that bucket with another five gallons of denatured alcohol or whatever i happen to be using and I'm off to the races. Yeah, that's why it's good to use something you can just evaporate away and not have to worry about it. Any, I dump, agree. you're not really dumping anything. So yeah. the Hercules yeah. is a more durable resin. Is it different? Yes. So Hercules is substantially different. It is so Vulcan is is what we call the daily driver resin internally. We were looking to make a, you know, a bog standard resin and then make some slight improvements on it bundle it with with models and put it into a bag for cost savings that we would then pass on to the consumer yeah. so vulcan is a little bit better than elegu takes a little bit longer to cure okay. and it's good to go hercules we looked at tgm7 because we have a lot of people who use it it's from amera labs and it is fantastic resin it's very flexible it's very durable but it's an ass pain for us to support we have to make special supports to work with amera labs our regular supports don't work uh, I mean, they do work, but we get more banding and layer shifting, and this is a function of flexible resin. And it's actually because on the layer that's that's curing, uh, that's stuck to your FEP, when it peels up with the flexible resins, you get more elongation and distortion, so you have to have heavier supports for that thin single layer. Even further, if you're doing a nice flat part too, you gotta support the crap out of that, otherwise it's gonna start cupping. Yes. 
Hercules, by contrast, is it it is flexible, but it's actually more thought of as like a durable. Think of it more like mm. rubber. Yeah. So like, it like tenacious. Print, uh, it's less. Well, so I print it with tenacious. If you print with tenacious straight, I, I think tenacious. Straight, I just dope all my yeah. resins with it. <laughs> it's still so. The thing is, is that like ideally, actually, what if you wanted to think about what Hercules is? It's like the gold standard three percent blue with like six percent tenacious with like your standard resin. It's that without having to mix. Got it. So it takes a hard edge because that was like key for us is that you still need to take that hard edge or your minis don't look very good. You don't get that nice sharp contrast. Yep. But we wanted a little bit of flex and a fair amount of impact resistance. So, that's also like an engineering grade resin. Yes. Well, not only that, yes. but it makes support removal so much easier. I cannot describe how much I hate when I forget to dope my resin and I print with it. I'm like, shit. Now I got to go get the clippers rather than just peeling it off. Yep. People don't realize that raw, normal resin from like Elegoo or any cubic or whomever is generally terrible. And you should be doping your resin. We're, we're planning a video, but it that video is so tough to film because unless I'm using like lab grade equipment to like figure out the exact percentage, who the hell knows? You can and do it by weight. You, you can do it by yes, weight. That's my man. Yes, what I'm talking about. Yes. You, you can. But then how do you ensure that what you're printing with has the right has the right mixture as well? You kind of have to guess. A five gallon bottle. No, no. So, so I made before I got into 3D printing, I made my own e-liquids for vaping. Yep. And uh, it's actually it's just batch control. It's just quality control. So if you know that you're always going to run with a certain doped mixture, what you do is, is you just make five gallons of that in a go. And then you pull off that five gallon mixture to fill your vats. You don't mix for each vat. I don't know about you, but I don't got five gallon worth of resin money, but I do appreciate the thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, so our partner, 3D Resin Solutions, has an option for you then. Their new sidekick, it's 250 milligrams of flex additive. It's designed to be added to exactly one kilo of cheap Chinese shit and turn it into high quality resin. And it's, it comes in a bag. It's And I, I think he's charging like 10 or 15 bucks. It's almost nothing. It's practically free. I will say, though, because I've got a bunch of... This is monoprice resin. It's in stainless steel con, or aluminum containers. I only have this stuff because it was $6 for 500 mils. I have never printed in black resin before, but I've got a liter and a half of it. And I just... Well, one, no one orders black parts. But two, I don't want to deal with doping this. And... I don't know. I figure when Brad comes and gets one of the broken Marses in a screen, I'll just give him some of this to mess with. But Monocure resin was one of them. I, I, I have not had the best of luck with that particular brand of resin. That's Mono so Price. Mono to... Price, not Mono Cure. Doesn't make it any better. Either way, Mono Cure or Mono Price, I haven't had good luck with. Yeah, I uh, Soraya. So maybe not start Brad with that. I, I would love. I gotta get some of your resin at some point so I can. Cause I'll like, ship you some. Okay. It's not a problem. I'll ship you. Some. Well, I want to pay for. it. For, I mean, because sure, you know, or, or you know, let me buy Atlas coins or something to pay for it. I don't know, I don't know how that shit works, but uh, yeah. Brian is asking, what is the shelf life for? And uh, I, I want to. It's one year. Standard one year. Yeah, I mean, technically oh. you can go longer than that, but it's generally good to think with with all of your. A lot so of what my resins are older than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what happens actually is your photopolymers start breaking down. It's not that they start breaking down. It's that they are reactive. And it's not just to sunlight. 
the the photopolymers are are reactive to, to free radicals. So the moment you crack a ball, actually technically, the moment the resin gets made, it starts reacting with the free uh, free radicals in the air. And if you seal it in a container, yeah, you're you're going to reduce the amount of, of reaction that occurs. But you got to suck the oxygen it, out. Yes. Okay, that's cool. I yeah. did not I know mean, that. Like so if the bottle's been closed, sealed, never opened, effectively indefinite or no? No, not indefinite. It does have, I mean, you are going to, over time, it's going to, it is going to break down as well, I understand it. That but, black resin's probably crap then. I will I wonder, start using it to fill yeah. gaps in prints. <laughs> I wonder if you could just do like the, uh, what they do for like paint and do like the argon, uh, what, what's... What what, yeah, what gas do they use? The argon. Yeah, yeah it's argon. Yeah. It's like wine. It's the same thing with wine. Yeah. If you add argon to it, that will extend the life of it. But realistically, yeah. you should just treat it at a year. And then what, what happens is that it just starts taking progressively longer to expose. Hmm. And then what will really happen is, is you'll have variants across your vat. So in any given unit volume, you'll have less or more reactive photopolymers. So you might on one model have over and under exposure on the same damn model because of the, the, the photo initiator being yeah. relatively weaker or stronger over any given unit volume. It's almost like for film. That's so cool. Yeah. But when, you, when you shoot with film, that if it's expired film, you can get over and under exposed parts of the photo because of the reaction with the air and whatnot after after a while because nothing's perfectly sealed yes and, and that is definitely the case with with photopolymer resins yeah. um no you know and then heat if you don't know this your photopolymer resins will cure in the presence of heat like uh i i learned this the hard Rip. way i had left uh, i left some vats in the back of my car and i went to get them and they were in the trunk so they were not exposed to uv right but it, those vats are now ruined because I had resin cure all on the inside of them. Well, that's almost like how carbon does their 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 curing. They do carbon, like, carbon, yeah. Sorry, uh, they, I they wanted have, to make sure that people weren't thinking like the yeah, atom yeah. carbon. No, no, no. <laughs> they they have like the super fast printing and can do. I mean, it's built in ten minutes. Membranes is what they use. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. doing like sub one tenth of one second layers, basically. Yeah. But then That's they go and cure, then they go and cure it afterwards in heat and or light, depending on properties that you need. What do you say, Will? Mm -hmm. uh, there was a company out of Michigan that was doing those uh, high area harp harp printing, high area rapid prototyping. Okay. And uh, it has a so it doesn't have a normal FEP. It's got right. an oil layer. And then the resin sits on top of the oil, and then it just consistently pulls straight out. There's not a, there's no retraction motion. Hmm. It just pulls straight out of the oil. That's cool. It's that's very similar. Similar to carbon. The problem with carbon printers is that they are forty thousand dollars a year minimum. You yeah. cannot buy them. You must rent them. And unless you're university. <laughs> unless you're university, and that's why you should take your resin printers, put Athena boards in them, so you can unlock their potential and be able to use it now i am curious yeah. um what are you expecting these athena boards to cost ah, to the consumer well to the consumer and, and use and pricing because i mean let's be real here people are going to buy these for their elegu mars threes mars threes are 300 dollars. how much more are we talking 
are they going to have to spend to get to a point where they have an open source board in their printer? I want to be real careful so that I don't overpromise and not you know, not be able to deliver. I would say, and, and I All apologize. Numbers for doing this, is fine. Within within ten percent of a Chichu board, I would say is is our aim right now, and that that is What's a realistic board cost. I have no yeah, we don't. We, they don't they don't have numbers yeah well so the thing is you can go and buy a chichu motherboard replacement and depending on which kind of motherboard you're, you're looking to replace okay. you're looking at somewhere between 70 and 150 dollars depending on the motherboard that you purchase oh okay. that's not i bad. would say that i would say that the athena light and the athena flagship board will have very different prices and the flagship board will be much more expensive of course. Than the Athena Light board, which is designed to be the drop-in replacement. I mean, I sure as hell and, hope it's more expensive. It better yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that looks like it's a big board and it is. Lo lo lots of stuff on it. All right, Captain Nico is in the comments giving us the answers now. So Thank he's you, saying, Nico. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to overspeak, baby. Yeah, Light, ho light wow. hopefully under $100, including the CM4. So that's including the Pi? Yes. That okay. is, yeah, that's... And I mean, with how you can't even get Pi Zeros anymore, that's pretty I mean, that, amazing price-wise. If you can get stupid. those boards under 100 plus a Pi, because the Pi's at least 35, and that's with the 1 gig RAM, no eMMC on board. And, and when, then when we look at that, this, you're going to get a printer that is bigger than a Mars. The Mars 3 is bigger. It's it, it's the in-between, because I don't know. I, for 400 bucks, give or take, at the end of the day? Shit. I, I don't know, man. That's a friggin' amazing deal. That's... If people want that to happen, straight up, we need your help right now. The audience, we've, we've so far, you know, we committed $10,000. That's not enough. The audience so far has, we've raised about $4,000, which we've already sent to Nico to buy prototypes and to keep moving this floor. But if we're going to make this work, we need to raise more money because we need to do more development to be able to manufacture these things. And and, and that's why- How much just money are you looking to raise? Between now and November, we need to raise about another 10 to $20,000. And then after November, I mean, that really just depends. If the audience- What about I mean, doing a Kickstarter on for these boards? Are. are you planning on doing that? We are. Okay. Yes, that, that, so the plan, again, please nobody hold this to me hard and fast. Our goal right now- No, everything you is, say here is in stone. You cannot change anything. I know, right? You are impossible to change. No, the fine. goal right now, because um, we've got the, you know, Nico got the first five boards out to the various partners. The prototype boards are out. Mango has their board. They're playing with it. The goal is to have another 20 boards made and sent out between now and the end of September. From September to October, we're doing, you know, more development, finalizing the development on the light board. And then in October, November, we're going to hold a Kickstarter to buy these boards and tentatively some um some printers that are you know some proof of concept printers that have the athena boards inside we are angling to have a, a standard six inch 4k printer and a larger medium format printer those are aspirational right now there's a lot of work that we still have to be able to to do to even really contemplate that why do the you boards, want to do small though, um so realistically and again this is just consumer behavior more mass market 399 399 is the magic price point for most American consumers to consider buying a durable console-like good. You get much beyond 399, and it changes the, the consumer behavior pattern. 
five hundred dollars is your top end and that's why like if you look at like the, the closest analogy here is to look at ps5 the playstation versus xbox on a relative pricing basis every time one of the consoles exceeds five hundred dollars the other console does better that cycle so the Saturns, even though they are an amazing deal, are the top end as far as you're going to go and hit a mainstream audience. And there are plenty of kit printers that sell a couple hundred to a couple thousand units a year, and that's not enough. That doesn't change Chichu Box. They just fucking laugh at you. We yeah. need to move 10,000 printers. So why are we going to have a small option? Because we need to try and hit 400 to $500 tops to get that printer into people's hands with shipping. You're right, and I, I think I mean, you could do that via Kickstarter. Just eat, you know, eat, eat, eat some crow a little bit on you know fifty or a hundred, similar to what Elegoo is doing. You, you eat crow on a few, so you can build up that that brand. But like you know, the Photon Mono X sits at six to seven hundred dollars all day long, and people buy it. I the part of me thinks that yes, there are going to be people that look at the price and say, oh, I'm just going to go buy an Elegoo. Okay, they're going to be the ones that take up all your damn technical support staff time. Whereas, you know, somebody like well, me, a business owner- one of his boards, and then he's gonna still make the money either way. Well, the, yeah, the... I mean, it, it just expect your Discord to get crazy. But, you know, I, I, I oh, look dude. at my Saturns, I say, all right, if I have a problem with this, I am understanding that at $500, if something goes wrong, I'm gonna deal with it on my own. I'm gonna go to the Facebook, I hate Facebook, but I'll go to the Discords, um, you know, and I'll ask there, maybe I'll go to Reddit, if all else fails, I'll go to Facebook, good lord have mercy, um, and get help from the community, because there's likely somebody that knows more than I do. But when it comes to something that's come from a small company, for some reason people just have an expectation that I think is unreasonable when it comes to getting that support. Like, they want to make a phone call, they want Will to answer the damn phone, and it needs to be done right friggin' now! And that's tough. Yes. Yes. Oh, hey, Miniocalypse, thanks for the $5 super chat. He said, just wanted to say huge thank you to Atlas3D. These guys are true innovators and love this community. Thank you so much for the super chat. Greatly appreciate it, man. We love Mini. He's awesome. He's been with us for a while now. It was funny. It's actually, Mini is somebody who, uh, he had some trouble with our supports, actually. It, it caused uh, a bit of a print problem for him. And then we became best friends. Uh, basically doing troubleshooting and now he's uh, an active member of our community and does a lot of uh painting and such love that guy he's just awesome yeah. i'm for sure gonna hang out in there and uh, i, I want to learn more about what you guys are doing like with, with the support generation as well because i I'm, I'm not really into the the games but like i one of my teachers i printed two huge dice towers for the past uh, the past two days they were 24 five 26 hour prints they were each. huge <laughs> i got one of the models yeah. they were massive and that they're if that would i've never seen those type of prints because no, most of the stuff i print is oh something more like technical but seeing these really amazing models like i just want these to come i want something to sit around on my desk like they're 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 really amazing and and there's nothing like resin there's there's that, seriously that. nothing like resin um you know i i have to agree with mini here you know it's good to be getting back to things and it's good to be doing good things and i think you guys yeah okay at the end of the day what is the business's main goal it's to make money but you your second goal which i think is 
damn near. Quite frankly, it's probably more than making money. Welcome to small business, but it is to help the community. And, you know, you were doing this before the community found itself caught with its pants down. And now the community is like, help us, help us. And I didn't know you guys existed. It's probably because I don't look at Kickstarters because I don't know. I can name and shame God knows a dozen companies that screwed plenty of people because they didn't understand economies of scale. But it seems like because your team is so diverse in both, you know, background and literally location, you're bringing a lot of big players to the table that all together have amazing, not just business acumen, engineering acumen, but even further marketing and sales. Um, and, you know, being able to work with Lychee on this, as far as I'm concerned, one of the biggest powerhouses in terms of resin slicing just really adds that level of clout is not it the right word but validation right it's you've got a company that's well known in the industry that is backing you and so you're like instantly got that street cred and you don't have to fight whereas if you went to kickstarter with a brand new resin 3d printer you're gonna have to be you're gonna be compared to elegu and any cubic you're gonna be then compared to the olo kickstarter that was a failure but if you go there backed by mango 3d you know that this all comes with mango os and all that you got that street cred that not a lot of other people can say they have and it, it instantly adds that validation so like when i think it was i think it was you will that reached out to me and I'm like, oh my god, I have to get you guys on here because there is more to this than any of us understand. You guys are truly bringing together a community of people that are fed up, they're tired of being controlled, and, and, and so much more to solve a problem. I had somebody comment, I think it was on Facebook or maybe it was on Instagram. I don't, Facebook and Instagram notify me through the Facebook the app because, you know, I hate myself. Um saying oh you silly americans as soon as a chinese company innovates you get upset no this is not innovation this is taking your ball going home and being pissed off and now we're saying hell no they say he's got to go get rid of g2 box yes that's a godzilla reference but that's all right L little blue oyster cult for your day justin you're too young to know that it's okay i don't blame you um and and you know brian weaver says this is history in the making i i agree this is absolutely history in the making as long as you guys can actually deliver because <laughs> good lord have mercy well so you know this is why this is why we've been very deliberate about what we say and yes. and we're trying to make sure that we temper expectations we believe that we can do this i i have absolute faith in captain nico and Pascal from PK Electronics. Um, I've talked a lot with the both of them. They've shown me their designs. They've talked with us about their passion for 3D printing and, and for doing this. And they have the pedigree. And and then again, for us with Mango, we've just worked so tightly with them over the last year that I trust those guys implicitly. And uh, I mean, if they tell me they can do it, I fucking believe them. I know that they can. And all of us are committed to not making money but to doing something that's actually better for the community. I I, I oh. believe the future is partnerships between like-minded small businesses and companies. It's not large multinationals. It's multinational partnerships. You know, that is what I think the most innovative and dynamic groups 
are going to come from that. You know, Google stopped innovating and it started buying. Microsoft Desktop buys metal. its innovation. Yeah, everybody buys their innovation once they get to a certain level because they have to. They get too big. They can't really think. We want to try and build a network structure right here at the beginning that won't have that problem in five years because it's going to always be a series of interlocking partnerships. No one mega party. It's it's everybody who's doing their passion. If you know your passion is hardware engineering, we want to find a way for you to be able to do that and feel empowered. If it's software, it's you know whatever it happens to be. That's that is what we're trying to do with with our you know alliance like structure of, of bringing in. You know, so like our creators right now in Patreon, if you are a three D sculptor, there are two paths. You either run your own Patreon, which is high risk, high reward, mm -hmm. lots of work. People like Mini Monster Mayhem, Lee Strasbury, he's a one-man band. He's fucking amazing. Churns out a shitload of content all on his own. One-page rules, by contrast, are Archvillain Games or Titanforge. Those are like studios. They're larger. They're a collection of people. Yeah. And but it, the artists... Go ahead. They, these larger studios can afford the budgets that the smaller guys don't, and... Ultimately, do they make nicer models? Depends on what you consider nicer, but it, it it's like I, I am a capitalist at heart, but there's a part of me, I'm a philanthropist, right? I want, and uh, I, I want everybody to succeed that is willing to put in the effort. I believe that certain things that go on in people's lives should not dictate whether or not they succeed. Like my back injury... It has incredibly hurt our company. I mean, we are not profitable this year. Uh, and because of the pandemic, we lost a $200,000 contract. And uh, it sucked. I worked 16 months yeah. to get that contract. I signed it in February. It was null and voided in May. I don't want to talk about it. It was real I'm bad. Sorry. Like there, there yeah. just, mm, 2020 was a rough year. And that was also, I hurt my back. Keep holding. Yeah, I'm just going to keep holding. It's been a great conversation so far. I hope you guys are having fun. Okay, I think we're back. Uh, yep, I think we're back. Okay, I'm back. All right, I'm back. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm back. Sorry, sorry. This and this, ladies and gentlemen, is why you do not put auto end on your streams for YouTube because it would have killed the stream at that point. Hi. Hmm? Hi, I'm back. Yeah, my internet kind of sucks. Now Justin and Will aren't in the same damn place. It's okay. Justin. I'm here. Yeah, but you guys are moved. Can I? Oh, uh, okay. I'm Will now. Yeah, you're Will now. It's not letting me reorder people. Why is it not letting me reorder people? Ah, eh, whatever. I'll change the names. It's all good. Where I, I, I don't, I could still hear you guys when you couldn't hear me, which was kind of oh. hilarious. Um, but I feel like Will, you know, we, we were we were kind of on this of people will fail for reasons that are not up to them. And it seems like you guys have a lot moving for you in that right direction. It's been a wild ride. We're less than a year old. And I mean, so, you know, I was talking about the history of Atlas. Atlas legally as an entity comes into existence November 11th, 2020. So, I mean, Vroom, the idea of Vroom, that, that you can go fast, that doesn't come into existence until November, December. This is something that gets discovered in our community and we start shouting about it. 
And then six months later, we've got a resin that says Vroom tested Atlas approved on it. So, yes, we are moving very fast. Uh, yeah, and, I've only recently yeah. started messing around with Vroom. It's kind of nuts. <laughs> I got to tell you, too, like, again, like, and sorry, team, because you're hearing me say it, as an anthro guy, making a word, there's nothing, there is really, it's like winning a Golden Globe for me. Whenever I see somebody use the word Vroom, I uh, just, I can't help but smile because, it's a made-up word that didn't exist a year ago. And Mazda, would, Mazda would disagree with you. Mazda would disagree with you. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. There's, there's Zoom Zoom, the context though. context of Resin 3D printing. Though. Oh, there's like, Zoom you know, Zoom, go, not Vroom. You're right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. It pleases me to, to no end. <laughs> I mean, I, I dig it. Like, I know Uncle Jesse did a, uh, a video all about Vroom, right? He's done a few. He did. It was huge for us. What uh, licensing are you gonna be releasing the board under? I didn't. I didn't get to ask that. I was. I... A CERN strong license. S E R E N. It's the CERN license. The CERN okay. open. Uh, the CERN open license. And then we're leaning very strongly towards the strong version. Okay. Um, so basically, what we want to do is just make it so that. And 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 again, just to stress things, everything right now is in draft because we want to talk with the community and make sure that the community agrees with the, the bylaws that we want to set up this open source foundation with. Like, I, our goal with all of this is that everybody who backs the OPA, everyone, will have the ability to have a say in what the OPA does. Mm -hmm. This is why we're sharing the draft bylaws now and trying to come up with the right language that will allow us to have a voted on community representative. Yeah. that has the same ability to influence the direction of the OPA as, say, Elegoo or any of the other larger industry partners that we hope to get on board. Are you going to do that with, like, staking and whatnot? That would be really cool with the crypto um, coin. I have to be really careful with how I frame that. So the OPA coins, no. That is just literally if you back the OPA. Okay, but Atlas, For like, Atlas later down the line, staking, possibly. Well, so... The Atlas coins in staking, yes. The way that the way that the to okay, I don't want to get into the weeds. Josh told me not to get into the weeds on this. <laughs> you clearly don't know this podcast. Well, that's all we <laughs> do is go we don't just go into the weeds. We go off into the random road to you know two blocks over and tangent for hours. This is that Justin knows this. Oh, it's a thing. We, we've had education pod. We, we, we want to talk about education. I don't think we talked about education for more than five minutes on a two and a half hour podcast. What about the? Were you on the one where I had Cole? No, it was no, just I me wasn't. and Cole. When I had an educator, like a a, a a college teacher, who we were just kind of talking about. Yeah, we've we've seen three D printers in space. We've seen. 3D printing upside down and sideways, but no one's ever seen what happens if you 3D print in a centrifuge under heavy gravity, you know, heavy G loads. He's like, I can make that a senior project. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. So I said at 10,000 subscribers, we will put a printer inside of a centrifuge because we will build the centrifuge to do it. I'm like, that'd be- Just to see what happens. Yeah, we, yeah. Could, we could do it with a resin printer, but we just have to have a mechanism that starts it here. And then as the G-Force goes up, the resin printer can go sideways. Otherwise, all the resin's gonna slosh to run to one yeah, side. Yeah, that's gonna be hard. That'd be, yeah, that's resin would be really hard to do. And would make a mess and be very dangerous mess. Yeah. I'm, I'm not look, sure I would recommend putting a resin printer in a centrifuge. I got the, two acres of land, some... I'm just saying. 
But like you'd have to do some real advanced deeper. math to figure out your acceleration curve. Because if your acceleration curve was wrong, you're gonna throw resin fucking everywhere. What if you had the printer hanging on a point, and the printer was on a plate, and that that point was up high? So as the G's would go, the printer would just naturally come out. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, but things that don't matter. Simulating... <laughs> well, that's yeah. so uh, with the way that the, the, the crypto, the, the way that we're planning this to work for people who don't know, there are mineable and there are mintable yeah. tokens that you can generate with with crypto. This will be a series of four interlocking smart contracts, mm -hmm. the primary of which is run with Atlas coins non token. The Atlas coin, not the thing that you have currently received if you've received a, quote, Atlas coin, that coin is stakeable. When staked, that coin generates tokens. Those, yeah. tokens, can then be, those tokens can then be used to purchase models, resins, etc. Atlas coins are also used to sign and initialize contracts for NFTs. Okay. Those NFTs are how, you, are, are how we will be able to authenticate whether or not a given user has title to a given model. Yeah. The the my question about the staking is because with some of these different blockchains, you're able to like like Tezos for example, when you stake, you put it into a uh, certain pool that then they, then you have different like depending on which pool you want to put your staking into, they have they can ask that they have different powers on, let's say, I want to adjust yeah. the board and have that. So would that be a possibility? Like the more you own of it, the more you'd have power or how would no. you kind of flatten Basically, that? The, the way that we would flatten that is is, is one person, one vote. Okay, yeah. The, the, you know, with regards to the community thing, we don't, uh, my main thing is that I, I've worked in nonprofits and in uh, basically these kinds of uh, organizations at the government level. Yeah. And, from my perspective, I've seen the community rights or the community activist person who's supposed to be there get taken over by money or by special interests. Yeah. And my, my goal is to ensure that that is not possible. Um, yeah. And I, that's why we don't currently have the, the explicit rules on how we're going to do the voting structures in the draft bylaws, because this is the kind of thing that has to be done just so otherwise i could anticipate bad actors being able to game the system yeah. and then take advantage yep yeah I, I i can't wait to learn more on what you got what's going to come out of that space and in 3d printing because i've i really want to see crypto and 3d printing cross and i know it really can and i so, I, I, I love what you guys are doing with it. the thing from nico is when he showed us how the force sensor was going to work what that will do, and it's, it's, it's very important for crypto, is proof of provenance. So you, you, you smiled. You know exactly where I'm going with this. So what we're going to do is that in our farms, in our factories, and in our manufacturing facilities, when a bag of resin is bagged, it'll be scanned, and a coin will be generated. When a machine is made and scanned, a coin or series of coins will be generated. When a model is printed and validated as having been printed perfectly by the force sensor, because that's what it does, that will update to the to, to the cloud or to the to the chain, so that we can say model X was printed at time Y at location Z as validated by the force sensor. So now, 
wallet D will be funded to a tune of amount E, so will wallet F, so will wallet G. And each of those wallets will correspond to the sculptor, the 2D concept artist, the distributor, and us. That's my goal, is that uh, every I, single person in the chain gets paid. Because right now, the 2D concept artist, if I make this model, if I'm a 2D concept artist and I draw the drawing that turns into this model, and this model sells a million, a million units, I get the 50, the 50 to $100 that I got paid to make that drawing. I think that's wrong. The same thing with the sculptor. If I'm a sculptor and I make a giant ass thing and it gets really big, unless I'm a one-man band, I'm not taking that money home. We want to make it so that if it goes big, everybody gets paid. Everybody. Go ahead, sorry. I, I was going to say, I need to introduce you to, to Rob. Oh, thanks. Because uh, – he has Rob, a couple. We know, or yeah, he has a couple patents in this area. So mm. that would be fantastic. There, like, would... He has he has something called smart parts, which is okay. almost what you're saying. A little different. I I don't know how much I can how much I'm supposed to say online. So well, we'll 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 talk more. There's there's a lot that can go on in this industry, and I'm really excited for it. Now imagine this for me. So this is another thing that's made possible because of the Athena board. It has an extra USB port on it. Our oh. plan is to include an internal one terabyte hard drive. And on that hard drive, in the same way as your Microsoft Games Pass allows you to have full access to all of your games, we want to put all of the models on the hard drive. And then every month, the hard drive auto updates. We'll take care of that. So there's no more worrying. Did I download the right file? It's already there's, on your fucking printer. Th there's a company that's doing that with games right now. And they're yes. making a little handheld device. I can't think of the name. Playground, I'll, I'll find it. And they, they're, you get new games every month, but like little, like they're all indie games. So it's yes. exact, like, how do you deal with DRM control? Oh, I guess it's kind of the same way that you do it now. You just kind of assume that people aren't. I wonder dicks. if you guys should add onto the board a not encryption chip. I can't think of the name of the the, the exact chip, but it's the like a, a rolling security key, pretty much. Um. And so then you can not 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 to encrypt, but so then you can verify back to the chain that it was that device printing it. But that's a whole nother yes. tangent. Well, basically i actually think you can do that in software on the hard drive that you plug in yeah. through the usb and then you use um a network so ideally what would happen is is the uh the imei because they have wi-fi so th they'll have a mac address in an imei and we'll That's... use that and associate that with the user account so when you when you when you basically the same way when you, when you log into your playstation or you log into your xbox yes and then they associate that physical machine with your account. Our goal is to do something similar and then to create a space on the hard drive that, that any artist can decide, just like on a Kindle. Like there are some publishers who put their books on Kindle completely unencrypted and you can just rip them right off the Kindle. EPUB. Yeah. And some people, some publishers prefer to have encryption on their EPUBs and it is up to the individual publisher and creator what they want to do. Yeah. We want to create a similar environment where creators can say they can have the decision of how much or how little protection they want over their IP. Right now, they have no protection. The moment you release an STL into the wild, it's on the piracy websites. Yep. We, Find your own thing of tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. If we put it on the machine 
Yes, somebody can take apart the machine, they can pull out the hard drive, and they can pull the files off if they really wanted to. But most people won't. You know, I, I have said for years that piracy is the free market solution to corporate fuckery. If you have piracy, <laughs> you have a corporate fuckery problem. You don't have a piracy problem, you have a pricing problem. You're either not delivering on price to your consumers, or you're not delivering on the customer experience. Because piracy is... I don't want to pirate things. If I can easily purchase it at a fair rate, I do. And this isn't just me. This is all pirates. And that's why pirates pay more money in content than non-pirates. It's a, I mean, it's been measured across all countries. Like, It's reconnected. That. Oh, my gosh. I hate internet. I have to – actually, I have to start recording again in here. Recording yeah. in progress. Oh, my gosh. Like, I never <laughs> have internet problems. Until I am trying to live stream to people, and it all goes down. Murphy's right Law. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are at 16 people right when the stream's in. There's four or five people hanging out. So thank you if you hung out. Uh, yeah. I guess, uh, I guess should we tell people the stream is back up? I guess we probably should. Yeah. As soon as the stream went down, I, I hit ad break, and I'm like, all right, maybe... Maybe by the time the ad is done, my internet will have figured itself out. You can do ad breaks on YouTube like that? I can, yeah. I, I can tell people when ads show up. What happens if you have like an ad blocker YouTube premium? It's just us sitting here waiting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works. I've never oh. watched my own live stream as I'm streaming. That just seems a little weird. You don't have your you don't have it up to, to the chat? No. No, God no. That would hurt. How me. do you see the that would hurt my poor computer. How do you see the chat then? Through oh, I, I, I have us deck? paused. I have us paused. Oh, okay. I have us paused. Uh, Brett, Brett just gave us a $10 super chat for funds for some more reliable internet. <laughs> 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 I can't see that. Oh, I probably have to refresh my side of the stream. Um, yeah. I, well, thank you. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, unfortunately, um, that's not up to me. I've been trying. And here's the fun thing, Brett. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Brett Packard, for that $10 super chat. That's greatly appreciated. Um, we live, I live in the middle of nowhere, Florida. I live in Pasco County, Florida. Yes, where live PD is filmed. That's basically the only reason you should know Pasco County, Florida. And <laughs> That's uh, why that sounds so familiar to me now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and all we have out here is Spectrum, which is Charter. Um we got a quote from them to put in fiber. Uh, it would be $500 a month for 50 by 50 if we signed a three-year guarantee contract. I mean, that's the same, though, for for me. That would be the exact same. If I, if, and it would be probably more expensive to run a fiber line where I am. I don't know, man. We have fiber to the neighborhood. So we yeah. have 400, up, 40 down, uh, 400 down, 40 up. So I think same as what Grant has. Because they won't run fiber to the houses yet, and probably will never, because cable. Okay, now, so they're G. saying they never got an ad break. Should I just insert an ad and see what happens? <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm going to insert an ad. Ad inserted, it says. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, ad in five, four, three, two, one. I just got an ad break on my YouTube. Okay, yeah. so it does work. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that I could do that. I just found the button. But it was today. skippable. It was skippable. Oh, that's okay. Most of them should be skippable ads. 
But yes, Brett, it is terrible. And I am considering doing Starlink as a secondary internet. It's faster um, than your primary. Here's though. the issue, right? We're content creators. I have, it's 400 by 20. So the down is great, but the 20 up is the problem. We can't film in 4K right now because our editors are not remote. Or they are remote. They're not local. So I have to upload all that data, which sucks. Brett Packer that says, lucky to be living in an apartment in Seattle, gig fibered into the dwelling. I both love and hate you. Thanks for being you. <laughs> yeah. That's Where funny. No one else got ads, but I'm a mod on the channel and I got the ad. Uh, you really all funny. probably have ad blockers. How do you think we pay for these videos? It's not from YouTube ad revenue. I don't <laughs> want to, it is against to talk about how much money we make, but um, yeah, we don't. <laughs> it's not a lot of money. It, it, it really sucks because it's all in a, uh, like pretty much a duopoly, really, what, what it's at. There's like two or three companies and it's not. I called Not them great. out saying that that they have an oligopoly. They said, no, you yeah. can get DSL. I promptly hung up the phone. Like, that's bullshit. We like, can get, the, we can go up to one higher tier. My brother's wrong. We can get 1,000 by 35, so they call it gig, but it's only just, 35 up. And that is $175 a month. Yeah, I, I think I can do that too, but I, I've never even gotten close to saturating my downlink. Oh yeah, Except, I never saturate down. Yeah, because no, no one's uploading at that speed, even, so it's just, yeah. No, it's, it felt like, so out here in Pahrump, we were supposed to get fiber where I am, but the local municipal power company, uh, the two people who were running it, uh, embezzled most of the money. Now, they went to jail, but they had already spent the money, so the fiber got, like, into town, but I'm on the outskirts of town at the airport, and uh so yeah the fiber never got to me and i asked him like well how much for me to get you guys to just come the last bit up you know i'll, I'll pay for it Literally, last mile like, oh, yep 15 grand yeah that's basically what they quoted us to and they said that you know it, it, you could either pay it all up front or we would amortize it out in a three-year guaranteed contract but there's part of me that says i could put a business line into the house as well so i have two two separate lines and I don't know if this is possible, but I feel like maybe it is. Have, like, a laptop connected to one side, the desktop to the other, and I can, you know, basically double my up. But then I'm still paying $150 a month. I would go do Starlink because it's cool. It's not faster, but it's cool. And eventually I think it will be faster. Uh, yes, once once the peer-to-peer, -peer, once the satellite-to-satellite -satellite communication works. Yeah. Because right now well, every even, single one is going up and down, up and down. You're not; they're not talking to each other yet. Right. Except, right. Except translation, but no, no data is being moved. For your remote guys, you should just go old school sneaker net and buy up a, a bunch of uh, hard drives, throw your data on the hard drive, no, and just no. mail it. We've talked about that, which is what we were going to do, um, but we can't trust the uh you know the postal service to not lose it and we won't know if they lose it until a couple of days that it's late and at that point i might as well just let it upload overnight so Fair. yeah oh and yes brian and julie are both youtube premium we appreciate your guys support if you don't watch the channel spiffing brit he's awesome he just put out a, a thing all about 
uh, how YouTube premium and live streams are broken. The more live streams you watch for a creator and the longer that you watch for that creator, the more money they get. It's, it, it's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, this whole content creation thing. I mean, I never saw this coming. I never thought that we would have a YouTube channel. We started in March, like straight up, nice. took it seriously in March. Justin, were you a part of the company when Cricket hit? Yeah. So you started before Cricket? I started in like January. Okay. And like all of a sudden we had to build a team of editors, copywriters, social media people overnight. Yeah. Overnight. And it has been a bit of a disaster because, you know, when you don't have time to train people, it tends to start to get rough. Um but uh it, it has been it's been fun because well you know we get to talk to people all over the world um and i don't know like people like allison and ae they've emailed us and like i have actual conversations with them a guy called me found us from billy rubin's podcast i was a guest on billy rubin's podcast he's like i, I figured i would just call the phone it's so cool that you answered and I'm like, I'm like kind of a celebrity. I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool, you know? <laughs> but like, I'm able to help this guy. He's got a legitimate idea and he wanted help with it. And he's like, I feel like you're the right person to talk to. I said, I don't know if I am, but we can talk. Yeah. And the, for us to like positively impact people, this is my way of giving back because if we're not in a financial position to give back right now, shit, you know, we're not, we're not profitable right now. Um, and, uh, you know, so if I can give back by making cool videos, by helping people and by inspiring people to go out there, do better, that's what I want to do. And so like, when I heard that you guys were doing this with the Athena board and uh, everything about Atlas and then the coins, I'm like, nah, I got to get you on this podcast. Cause there's mm -hmm. so much to this that yeah. is kind of beyond the surface level. You're doing some cool shit. But when I heard about, you know, your philanthropy, I'm like, oh, you're doing a B Corp. But no, you're going to do a full 501c3. So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, so. If you think about the incentives that go into the development of things, there's a lot of money that goes into the development of, of custom hardware to solve problems. There is. And generally, when a, when a company invests in that kind of uh, research, most of it fails. So it's a huge upfront cost. So when they finally do get something that works, they want to protect the shit out of it. That creates all sorts of barriers, natural and otherwise, to innovation in that space. Yeah. If we just tried to take money in and not create this, this, this third party entity that was not profit oriented, our concern is, is that people would be afraid we were just going to be you know, we would just become another, you know, another maker of odd or another, another one of those companies that starts out friendly and then turns into fucking fuckery. Yep. So it happens quickly too. Exactly. So our logic was, okay, let's start right from the beginning with, let's just push it all into this other entity and, and, and we'll just be the first party that licenses from that entity. Cause Atlas wants to have its own printers. It wants to, it wants to, to make those things as an entity. That's the thing we want to do as a team. If we can be the first party that does that through the OPA to show to the rest of the world, here's a different way to do business. Here's a way for the community that says it wants open systems. Here's an open way for them to fund it. Here's a way for you as manufacturers to not be worried. 
you don't need to spend two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year now doing R and D. You can pay your annual dues to the OPA and know that the OPA will hire developers and will, will partner with passionate, competent people and generate low-cost designs for you to run through your factories or for you to buy from our various partners who are making the boards themselves. You know, at, at a high level, that's the goal. I will, you know, I really think that in an environment, you know, in a 3D printing environment where that's at its heart, we're going to have so much more innovation and so much more growth from people we don't even fucking know of yet. Yeah. The, the, the 18 to 22 year old who's in a school somewhere, who's got a great idea. We want to have a framework that allows them to say, awesome, here's my idea. Let me get it funded. Let me build it and get it out to the audience and, and not worry that some big corporate's just going to take it and make billions and screw me. Yeah, that's aspirational, but that's what we're that's what we hope to do. So curious, why open source it? And I, I, I before we go too far into that, I I want to I want to talk about something. We we had a few patent and trademark copyright attorneys on the podcast. These were back in January. These were a while ago. David Stein is the one that I'm referencing. He talked about where you could, and I think Tom Sandletter was talked about it too, where you where it is closed source. But it is licensed at effectively free, but you control who gets to license it. So you control effectively who gets to copy you. My, I guess I have a concern here that Chi2 Box, Chi2 Board, Chi2 Systems is going to copy you and just try to eat the market share again. And, you know, how yes, do you think that's going to fare? Yeah. And good. No, I, I just think you. We, could do like the way that tesla does it and they they patented all their stuff and then they say we'll open source it to you like that's that that way or you can go completely just open source from the start but if you look at the cern licensing structure mm -hmm. it is it's actually its requirements in order to use anything that's part of it are are very much like that where you can't just use the the, you know, the license doesn't give you the ability to just uh, make innovations and derivations on that design and not give it back into the group. At the end of the day, whether it's Chichu Systems or it, really any other competitor, they are going to try and copy successful things no matter what. This is just is just a this is just a truism. There's you're going to either spend money trying to stop it. Or, and, and I think this is the more viable solution, just license things at fair, reasonable, and non-discriminatory rates exactly. so that there's no incentive to. So, you know, when you say, why open source it? Why do it this way? I am a no-bullshit copy-mist. Most people are going to need to look that up. K-O-P-I-M-I-S-T. I fundamentally believe in, in, in sharing data that by sharing information and, and creating larger groups of people who are, who are engaging in thought and trying to solve the problem, you're gonna come up with better, more robust solutions. And there are risks to that. Bad actors will try and take advantage of you. And I am an American, so for me, it's like, cool, I let you take advantage of me once and then I shoot you in the face. And, and that to me is kind of how I would like us to take that advantage, you know, to take that structure. So yes, if some company tries to Let's say in two years, you know, Captain Nico has come up with this awesome thing and the OPA's funded it and some rat bastard somewhere starts trying to copy the design. 
you can bet your ass that the OPA will hire some really good lawyers to go after that person and say, yo, you are not you're free riding. You're not paying back into the system. You created a derivation on something that is very clearly developed by the OPA Alliance, and you will either pay your licensing fee, which is an annual membership, or you will fund that back into the system. Like if you can't pay, then you've got to give back into the system. I dig that. That's the right. I mean, that's support with sweat. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that, that's what's happening right now. Um, the open source smartwatch project that Paul, I have a bunch of them because they're yeah. on AliExpress. Um, TT Go made a derivative. The, this was originally GPL v3 license. And TT Go made a derivative of it and clearly states that it was that's a derivative of it on all their tweets and all their advertising material. They haven't released the board, the schematics, the code, and it's just a fork and breaking stuff. Well, Naomi Wu just walked into a 3D printing company. I don't know if you saw that on her Twitter. She's going to release a full Mm -hmm. video of it. Uh, An individual called out this company and they said, if you want the, if you want the open source code for it, you have to come to our office in China. That guy wasn't in China. Naomi Wu decided to go to their office and demand it. And she, she posted a teaser. Yep. Yep. They're shitting their pants. It's hilarious. I am so looking forward to that video from her. Because she, she's kind of the, uh, the, the the open source police for all the right reasons, you know, and because she can speak native language, she lives in, in mainland China, so she's able to go and defend the things that we all hold near and dear to ourselves in the three D printing industry. Um, yeah, she, yeah, Brett, Brett, Brett saw she said excited for her video. She walked in there like a total boss, absolute power, and she did. She walked in there and said. I'm looking for this guy. Where is he? Oh, well, he doesn't work anymore. All right. Well, then who do I talk to? I need the source code and I need it now. Yeah. I I, I like that. Oh, yeah. uh, he left the company years ago. Yeah, it's exactly what their response was. And I love that because that's someone who really cares. And people have opinions about Naomi, um, you know, one way or the other. Some people like her. Some people don't. I believe she's fighting the good fight and that is all that matters. That is all that matters to me. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens if she wins because there are too many companies taking advantage of, you know, potentially the Athena board and things like it. And they're not giving back to the community. They're not licensing it properly. They're not giving proper, um, uh, what's the, Attribution. They're not giving proper attribution where they need to, and that is a problem. I mean, literally, we called out Lulzbot for doing it. They just doubled down and said, oh, we didn't know. Like, bullshit, you didn't know. It's why I'm never going to get Lulzbot printers to review. And you know what? If being critical about a company for breaking the laws, not laws, but the rules and such that they were founded upon, and that's going to keep me from getting review units, say la vie. One of the things that we will be able to do is because the OPA will be will be founded in the United States, uh, probably out of Delaware when we file the paperwork, because that's just the best state to do it in. <laughs> Everyone loves Delaware. The United States represents 65% of the consumer 3D printing market. Yep. And um, I am not a lawyer, but I have followed patent and trade law for the last decade. Uh, if you don't listen to this week in law on the Twitch uh, or on the on, on the Twit network, I highly recommend it. Um, 
I am not a lawyer, but I have a few and know a few more. That's that's how I like to go with it. I have no doubt at all that 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 when we have official technology that's been licensed and created and it's all done by the OPA, that when when a party because it will happen attempts to sell a product in the United States, we will sue in Texas because that's where this always happens for a nationwide injunction to bar the import of that that good in the same way that Samsung did with Apple and vice versa. And if, I mean, we're not dealing with Apple and Samsung sized companies here. There are some big players in the 3d printing market, but nobody is actually at that scale yet. So even though we're a startup, I am fairly confident that with the amount of uh, smart, passionate people inside our community, that we would not have too much trouble finding some help suing some motherfuckers in Texas for a nationwide injunction saying, Hey, they're using our license board design. They're not playing by the rules. They're selling on Amazon. Yep. We would like to, you know, yeah, we'd like to see and sent out. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, the yeah. biggest issue though, is the, um, is that the companies just will dissolve and yeah. then you can't really do much. And if there's no personal guarantees or whatnot. Yeah. And that's okay. Because what will happen once you file that injunction customs takes Everything. everything they Which take is good. everything that, that's what you need yeah and that's what you need um, the story i love for this is yeti versus walmart um when the yeti tumblers came out yeti made a brand surrounding they are a premium product yeti does not make something that is unique in any way shape or form it is a thermos it is public domain it has been around since the 1900s okay and what they did is they had a design patent they patented the shape the design that they did Walmart ignored this and produced identical copies under the brand name Ozark Trail. What Yeti did that I thought was brilliant is they waited. They waited almost the maximum amount of time that you can legally wait. Because part of a patent is that you also can defend it. If you don't defend your patent, it's null and void. Walmart was relying on the fact they weren't going to get sued. Well, it was a very clear open and shut case. Yeti dropped the hammer on Walmart and Walmart was stuck with millions of dollars of inventory that they could no longer legally sell boats that were coming over every day with containers full of these things that they could not sell and you see of course Ozark Trail sells them again but it's a different design that's how they get around the patent Yeti hurt Yeti hit them where it hurt in probably the most business way possible and like I look at it and say, that is a company that's got a good lawyer. That's a company that's like, no, 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 no. We don't go after them yet. Let them do it. Let them come to our door. And, you know, Yeti still sells great because they found the market in going after the influencers, the people that are going to show it be a premium product. And, you know, if we can follow that trend too, why the hell not, right? <laughs> our belief, I mean... Our audience, our core audience, our core user base who engages with us on our, our Discord have been yelling at us for months that they want an Atlas printer. Atlas, I mean, and, and this is something that we have worked very hard to do as a brand is now becoming more known. You know, we, we are growing, we have a lot to learn, we're not always perfect. But people generally associate our brand now with reliable 3D printing. I have every confidence that so long as we continue to do as we've been doing, that brand strength will continue. And so while there will be imitators and copycats and those who straight up steal, 
So long as we continue to execute, that is not going to matter. A little bit of lost revenue, sure, but yep. that's always going to happen. We can't get bent out of shape about that. All we can do is make sure that we continue to activate new users, solve problems for people, and grow the market. If you are growing the market, by definition, you are fine. Because even if you're losing some old people to piracy, the, the pie is getting bigger. So it's okay that, you know, Billy Bob Joe is stealing your shit in Alabama. It doesn't matter because you've got Jane and Sue and Tom, Dick and Harry all everywhere else paying you five bucks. So yep. why care is, is my big thing is like, unless it's actually hurting you. And there are some instances where you can see like the piracy is breaking the system. If you're not in that situation, then, you know, just keep, you know, just keep pushing it out. Uh, I, it's, if you look at our resin prices, for what we are charging, we are doing our level best to beat map with, with, with elegant. Yep, we are making way less profit, I can tell you that. And it'll be the same thing with our machines because we are passionate about making it easier because if it is easier to print and it is easier to do all of this, more people will join the market. Yep. If more people 3D print, that's good for all of our clients. That's good for us. It's good for everybody. It's just better. That's our goal is actually just to grow the market by any means necessary. Make more art, make more resin, make more machines, make more of everything. And along the way, as long as we're able to keep the lights on, that's all that matters. Amen to that. I mean, I think a lot of small businesses kind of start there. They get this purpose. They're driven toward it. As long as you can keep the lights on, ultimately, if you can get to your goal, that is what you care about. And it's it's the same thing for us. Like, I, I think I peaked many years ago. I had the Smithsonian called us to do 3D printing. I don't think I will ever get better than that. Snoop Dogg's been a client. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Anthony Anderson, Ronda Rousey. We've worked with a lot of people. But I think the Smithsonian was my peak. And I peaked like three years into the game. Um, and now what we're trying to do is just educate people, get the masses to really adopt this technology and understand what they're getting themselves into. Because I'm tired of going to Reddit. I'm tired of looking on the discords and seeing people ask the same damn questions. Why doesn't my Ender 3 work? Why doesn't this work? Wh and you go to the comments and it's, 15 different answers and none of them are correct yes like literally justin we had that with, with your teacher you sent us the photo and in matt's discord there were four separate answers yeah and only and, one mean, of them was people. right it was mine yeah and <laughs> no actually it, you, you were saying you used a different profile but i did that was the correct answer but no it was, it was it, i it, used it, the stock profile again I still believe the right answer is to use a better profile, but yes. It, the it, stock it, it profiles was... are the best profiles, and I'm not... That's... No. <laughs> it's no. fair. No, it's fair. Um, yeah, and Your machines just don't run the stock profiles out. anymore. My <laughs> machines don't run stock profiles anymore. Uh, but yes, it, it, I, I believe that in an open source industry where everybody plays by the rules, open source will rule. But it's similar to if you have one bad apple it quickly gets nasty. And I think if, if, if you guys position yourselves accurately, you got, and you've got, your Discord is freaking massive. How many people are in this freaking thing? About 3,600. And again, for us, like a year ago, there were 20. And now we have 3,600. Which yeah, you is- you have 924 in, online. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then it doesn't yeah. show anymore unless you have certain tools or you join. It doesn't say who's offline. And so clearly you've created a community here and clearly there's value to it. I want to see this thing end up to where you can buy your own Area 51 if you want and just turn it into the Area 51 of resin. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I've applied for some rural Nevada grants. Uh, we would very much like to uh, start manufacturing resin here in Nevada. Uh, you know, right now our, our main manufacturer, Resin Solutions, is out in um, Chicago. And I would like us to have a facility out in Chicago and a facility out here in Nevada. I think I know who your manufacturer is. You probably do. Craig Tinderella. He's a fantastic guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You are correct. He is. Yeah. Craig and I have been working together now for, for, for a while. I love him to death. We've got the same damn dog. So, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things. I, if, if someone's got the same kind of dog as me, I feel like I can trust them. I've um, got a cat. What does that say about me? That, that you're an internet person? I've got a cat. That's good. I don't trust people who don't have cats either. You've got to have some kind of animal. Um, I have a lot of fish, like an unreasonable amount of fish. Oh, that's a little weird. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a 75 and an 8-gallon tank. My brother has a 125, a 40, three, five, five tens, and a bunch of buckets, and a 400 and a 75 outside. I grow plants. I have like yes. 30 spider plants and two or three indoor trees. I grow begonias and then and, uh, blueberry bushes. We have a greenhouse. Girlfriend loves succulents, so they're in there. We grow all the plants for the fish tanks. Yeah. But, you know, my cat, my cat comes on the live stream from time to time, and she's in the videos. She even has her own stickers that are branded. It's cute. <laughs> it's pretty adorable. Yeah, and, you know, our, our cat serves a very functional role in the company. I would say, and this is just being, I, I'm going to be intentionally vague, but you should be able to figure it out. One of our pilots has things to do with cats. One of your pilots has things to do with cats. I'm debating if you mean, like, airline pilot or something else. Yeah, I'll leave that one to you to figure out. Hmm. Hmm. Will just but has a I bunch of private jets lined up outside of his house. <laughs> he does live in a hangar. He said he's working in a hangar right now. So, Will, yeah, is there I, something I, that we need to know about your 501c3? Are you the Susan G. Komen Foundation? No, no, we are not. We are not. I, I, um, I live on an airport. Yes, we can receive and plan to. It's, 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 it's a, it's coincidental that uh, Atlas formed in a house on an airport, but it will be advantageous to us. That's for sure. Because I can receive, I mean, because I have the hangar, I can receive pallets. I, I, I can have semi-trucks show up at the back, and then the uh, runway can handle commercial airlines. No commercial airline plan here. But if things keep growing at the rate that they are, it might be cost-effective for us to have inventory delivered via air directly here. Now, see, local to me, it's in Lakeland, um, but we have an Amazon Prime Air Hub. Um, now, nice. are you anywhere near Prime Air? Because, I mean, that would let you FBA all over the place. It is. So I'm near three because there are four in the state of Nevada. I'm near the one in Henderson. I'm 45 minutes north of the one in, in Vegas. Amazon has several distribution facilities in the state of Nevada. I get 
all of my stuff very quickly from Amazon. It, it will be advantageous for us to be uh, shipping via Amazon, uh, MCF, and FBA. The, uh, the thing with that is that we'll be going basically, we'll have some stuff exiting Chicago and going straight from Chicago into the Chicago warehouse. Some will get shipped down to Texas and some will get shipped over to me. Uh, and then we'll go into the various Amazon facilities that way. Well, you know, I, I definitely want to talk business with you guys at some point because I I am a firm believer in what you do. And I think everybody here will just confirm he has a personal plane pilot, maybe. I don't know. I did have a friend that had a private plane, and it was fun to go in a private plane places. Yeah, it was fun. That was back when Pokemon Go was a thing. We flew up to an I airport to take over the gym. I'm like, this is the most extra thing I've ever done, but I never played, but I'm in for a, I'm in for a plane flight. Um, <laughs> that's true. Our lo there's a local airport to me that is available for sale. It's a municipal I mean, airport, yeah. but it is available for sale. You know, just saying, Will, you could not, I don't know if you want to come to sticky Florida, but you know, it's an option. No, uh, I am a believer that the West coast is the best coast and the East coast can basically stick to itself. I like the West Coast better. I mean, that's fair. I, I don't... I haven't spent a lot of time on the West Coast, but based on what Justin pays for gas, I'm going to stay away from California. Um, oh, God, yes. <laughs> California is fucking retarded. If you want to live in Europe, <laughs> in the United States, go to California. Justin it's lives a in a city state. that a cardboard box could net you a $300 a night Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, did you see that That uh, there was that Reddit Justin. post about that? $800,000 house that had burned down and then sold. It was a, it was a burned out house that sold for like 800 grand in San Francisco. Oh my gosh, right. Brett Packard, you guys are the narcos of resin. This is beautiful. And actually I agree West coast, best coast because Tampa is on the West coast of Florida. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I mean, Jerry does have access to a narco sub supposedly. So I know that, like, we're gonna get into some real deep started. trouble here, aren't we? Yeah. I can stats buy your own airplanes and pilots, buy your own airport to shave costs on shipping. Um, uh, Curly, that's what you call vertical integration. That is exactly what Amazon did. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, exactly what Amazon did. Like, people, and, and this is something I'm particularly proud of. Most people, they hit some success and they stop we got a pretty solid lock on the on the support market and we didn't stop we immediately pivoted into making our own content and figuring out how to make our own resin and as soon as we got the resin not even all the way big but it looked like it was going to work we started working on a machine like looking for partners to get a machine made so like i i i tell josh all the time it's full spectrum mm -hmm. we will have up and down left and right all of it right now i mean and this is like just to be really to throw you out there we're working on developing a academic facility down in mexico right now we've got five people that we've onboarded down in mexico city we're teaching them how to do support work and our goal is to have this academic you know, right now it's just a it's basically just some guys in a house but we want to turn it into an actual academy the the first atlas academy in north america and it'll be tuition free. You'll come there. We'll teach you digital skills, digital engineering skills, how to sculpt and how to support and how to make three dimensional objects, whether they be in CAD, in ZBrush, in Maya, whatever it happens to be. And then use those academic facilities 
as a way to import the resin and offset their tuition costs. So the academic facility will import Atlas resin at basically a little bit more than cost and then sell it to pay for the tuitions that they don't charge to the people who come to their schools to learn how to do digital work. We will then use that as places to find new employees, whether they be support workers, sculptors, painters, any kind of artisanal creators. And we want to do that everywhere. We're doing it in Mexico first because we've got a team down there. Um, and then I really want to do a NAFTA thing. I, I want to get, we've got Nico up in Canada. I have been pushing for a North American Union project for 10 years. So if we can get resin made in the United States, the machines made in Canada, and then some, some, some human work down in Mexico and get all of it to work together, geopolitically, that's just a winner. Yeah, you know, that's going to take some good politics to make all that occur. And, you know, maybe for the United States to figure out its whole vaccination problem. Uh, but Kirly, uh, I'm getting that's this name wrong. K-I-R-I-Y. Kiri? I don't know. Wait, Atlas College for actually learning useful skills? Wait, where do I sign up? Please, that, I need this. That. Yeah, because... I agree. Honestly, I, I would say there are some skills that I wish I did better. Sculpting is one of them. Um, I wish I could sculpt better. I have, I'm traditionally not a great designer. It's why I have people like Justin. Um, but, you know, is what it is. It's a big part of our goal with the Discord is we want, like, and it's already happening. In our, in our 3D sculpting Discord, we have a 3D sculpting channel within our Discord. We met a guy named Danny McGrath, who was just transitioning out of the gaming industry and decided he wanted to do 3D digital sculpting. And now we're making his minis and he's working with us to do a whole new line. He started his line, it's called Hephaestus Miniatures. Uh, I, have this, I have this vision that in two to three years, we'll have thousands of people who produce one model a month. Now, all of these studios are trying to get people to make you know, 10 models, 20 models a month, one person doing a whole bunch of work to make it work. And, and that's the only way they can make their studios work. Right. I envision a world where if you are a hobbyist and you want to create something, you don't need to worry about having a platform. Atlas will be there for you. We'll have this awesome little thing. You can, we'll, we'll teach you how to make models. And you can throw your model up in the catalog. And if people choose it, you'll get Atlas coins that you can redeem with us and we'll give you cash. And it's just a nice, easy loop that you don't have to... If you want to do it a whole lot, we're there for you. If you just want to offset your hobby income, we're there for you. And in that kind of world, nobody is going to be able to compete. If we if we really had 5,000 people all over the world who were making one model a month, like right now, there's no employment structure that could actually make that work. But with no, crypto, really we could. Yeah. Because the overhead cost is just the cost of writing the contract. But once the contract is written, it's self it's self-perpetuating you just allow people to, to to engage in that contract and then ad infinitum they get tracked by the contract there's no hr cost there's no bureaucracy cost for keeping up with who's done what it's all part of the chain and in that way we could create the world's first and largest distributed art creation community and if everybody is is, is getting paid in these coins that they can hold that will then generate more coins they're actually they're making themselves richer. It's not them enriching Atlas. When you make something creative within this network, 
you're actually making all of the stuff you've already done more valuable because you're increasing the value of the network. And since everybody should be owning parts of that network through owning Atlas coins, as Atlas gets more valuable, you get more valuable, regardless of when you join the alliance. I mean, and, and that's no bullshit. That's that is the goal. No, I mean, it, 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 it's that's true. Why it's open source. It's true. <laughs> Miniocalypse says honestly, if you join the Discord and talk to them, they will teach you. And you know what? I have absolutely full faith in that I could get taught. Do I, however, yeah. have the time, patience? To do any of that? Probably not. I don't know. I, That's I, why we have jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's why I pay sculptors like a hundred plus dollars an hour to do what they do because they're very good at what they do. Um, I will say because I know there's a lot of people from Atlas on here. 3D Musketeers is currently hiring, so if you are uh, looking to get a job, uh, it is 10.99 independent contractor work. I don't give a damn where you're located. Literally, Justin lives in California. Never met the guy in person. Works for us. Works with us, I should say. Because, honestly, I'm the only one that works for the company. The rest of you work with it. Um, but, uh, please, there's an email in the video description. Reach out to me there. Uh, or just tag me in the Atlas Discord, since you guys have all seen me on there. So, Because um, we are looking for people. We need people in marketing. We need sales. If you can do great sales, please hit me up. Uh, but we're looking for engineers, CAD guys, and gals. Uh, that want to help us out as well so um interestingly hard surface modeling mostly females so far it's really fascinating like interesting Ethereum that's not typical for Poiper, us but yeah i know right the the two like in my opinion the two best hard surface modelers for for, for warhammer 40k right now are girls what like, about eric so wilkinson who eric wilkinson Oh, you know, he just, it's, it's, it's just personal preference. Like okay. I happen to love Ethereum and I love Piper and uh, they're both hard surface modelers. And it's just something that I normally associate with men. And yet, you know, Ethereum's making amazing Warhammer 40k tanks. I need I to just get back into expect. Warhammer. Oh God, I love it. But I don't I mean, want that's to I because I don't need another expensive ass hobby. Yeah, but with 3D printing, it's not that bad. I have 32 printers now, I think. Something like that. Oh, you can make a whole army in a day. Yeah, you if I want to shut down the company for a day. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you make it happen. Yeah, then Justin's like, ooh, then we would have lots of time-lapse prints that I wouldn't have to do research for. We just need a lot more cameras, that would mean. Yeah, I would love to do more time. I love the octo lapse time lapsing with octo print and i can only imagine that resin lapse is going to look just as sexy the oh one yeah thing it looks I don't great like is that you can't get all the reflections from the damn case so you basically have to print with the case off yeah which oh, see that doesn't bother me because i mean or cut a I'm hole in, in the case and stick the like make it so the lens fits perfectly in the case yeah i mean i could do that and make I a little know. gasket even so you don't even have to deal with the smell if you don't want to. I, we have VOC filters at this point because my office, for those that don't know, is 170 square feet. All Ooh. printers are not in here. Um, some are actually on our set in my garage. I have a standing set in the garage. Um, but some of them are out there. But most of them are in here. Um, like there's behind me, there are six total printers. Um, but the shelf over there is supposed to have printers on it. The one above it is supposed to have printers on it. They're all on set in some state of disarray or still in boxes um 
we just buy printers when we can, when the price is right. And we try to grow, but, um, yeah, I mean, Will, this has been awesome, dude. We got to have you guys on more often as you go through big milestones in the development so we can kind of talk about it. Um, yeah, I sure. think the next time we got to have um, Captain Nico on. And I think if we have Absolutely. Captain Nico, Justin, we have to bring on Alan. Yes. Our resident circuiteer, as he likes to call himself. He's our electrical engineer in residence. Um, I think just, if we just... If you and I just muted ourselves, Will, and just let the two of them talk, we could go have lunch. I could probably get on a plane and come see you by the time they're done talking. Um, yeah, absolutely. But With yeah. Engineer, you put them in the same room and they just go nuts with each other. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, this is I, – I've really enjoyed this. It's been a ton of fun. Is there anything that you want to shout out before we end this bad girl? If you believe in the ideas of what we're talking about, please come and back the OPA. The more people that we can get to back, the more likely this is to succeed. That you know, the, the easier it is to, to make it happen. Yeah. We are 100% committed to spending as much money as we have to to make this happen. But we are a startup. You know, I mean, I, we are we are by no means uh, Facebook, at least not yet, in terms of our our our, our actual cash flow on hand. So um, anything and everything that the audience can do to help is absolutely going to make a difference. Every dollar that comes in goes right out the door to the development, either to Concepts 3D or to Mango. I thought it went to, to filling the airplanes and the narco subs. Oh, God, no. no see, that's the thing is, is that, like, I mean, you got to understand, I was on the border of Mexico for a decade. I have other ways of solving that problem. I, I don't need to get money for not a problem at all no, i've got I'm, people on the other side of the line for that i'm just screwing with you but yeah man it's been a lot of fun i do want to do a main channel video as well on this sure. so you and i will have to put together like a list of questions and answers do like a 15 minute interview and use that as as like a main channel video because we don't get a ton of views on the podcast although this one is i think our most viewed podcast no no it's not the one the one we did last week on the 3d stocks was definitely much. we got those viewed. after the fact though we That's didn't true. have that many people yeah. hanging out there we have never had uh, 16 people on a live stream and you know we're a small youtube channel but we are growing i want to be able to cover as much as i can of your guys's development and as soon as we can get our hands on beta units i will beat the shit out of them and i'll even leave them in my garage which is very hot very damp very florida uh, so we can really test it and see yeah, how yeah. it goes. But I want to, we'll you know, be looking for beta testers. So I'd be happy to make sure we send you some units because we're going to need that. Like we are actively the, the beta testing are... for uh tiny belt, tiny belt. Beautiful. Um, okay. Little belt. And that uh, is something that we're going to need belt, belt 3d printing. But yeah, dude, I am excited for this. I, I it, it, it's, it's magical happenstance of how we, crossed paths and i'm glad that we did because i believe that you guys have so much going on and we want to help tell your story and if nothing else 3d musketeers we are professional storytellers we do product development so we help tell people stories um and that's what i love to do absolutely man. that's why i do what i do absolutely. But yeah guys if you are still watching make sure you go check out everything on atlas 3d I'll have links to all their stuff in the description of this video once it goes 100% live. We'll put a link to your guys' Discord in there too. So if you want to go hang out on their Discord, you will see me there every now and then uh, helping out where I can when I have the time. I'll probably hang out way too much. It's been way too much time in there, but yeah. I'll be there. 
Yeah, and Justin will be there too, and I'm sure some of our other staff will come and hang out. I am so excited for what you guys are doing. You are solving some of the big problems in this industry right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, let's let's keep making cool stuff. Right, and here, last but not least, thank you, Concepts 3D and PK Electronics. You guys being willing to trust and partner with us, like none of this would be happening without the insane amount of work that they've done over the last six years, entirely unpaid. These guys have done so much development work just on the hope and the passion alone that they'd be able to, to, to get it out to market. So That's um, please help, is all us about. help them. Yeah. That's what it is all about. Well, awesome. Um, have you watched any of our videos? Do you know my outro? I don't. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll do it. So if, if the guests know it, I like to let the guests do it because it's more fun that way. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of, that's going to be it for this episode, guys. Stay safe out there. Don't forget to call your loved ones. And as always, keep making awesome. Have a freaking good one. Thanks for hanging out on this crazy stream that went down three freaking times. (laughs) See ya. Later.